It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. I'm Bill Cornwell, sitting in for Ryan Epling. Epling, uh, not with us right now, but he will be with us a little bit later. But uh, Joe Linville to my to my left, your right. And Jordan Mounts is with us as well on my right, your left. And uh, welcome to uh, our show this evening. And guys... It's March Madness in February. Absolutely. Great. I love it. This is, if you're a basketball fan, this is your time of the year for sure. Uh, we, we had some uh, some decisions made on the court tonight. And, uh, uh, Jordan, uh, some folks are going to, well, I mean, well, everybody's going to continue who played tonight. They're going to play next week. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just was a decision as to where they're going to play and who they're going to play. You know, absolutely. It's tournament time. Uh, you're playing for home court advantage at this point in time. Winners uh, have home court advantage. Losers don't. And, you know, that's so important on the stretch down the road and the road to Charleston there, Bill. Hey, exactly. I mean, that home court, you know, they, they say that depending on what level of basketball you're at, it's a good six points, eight points, whatever. And, Joe, uh, uh, to get the uh, the familiar sights and the, and the, f- the home fans could be uh, could be a difference maker in some of these girls regionals coming up next week. Absolutely, I mean you know these teams know each other. They most of them have faced each other during the regular season, so they will pull all the stops out and put everything on the floor uh, to hopefully to have that chance to advance onto the Charleston Civic Center. Well, guys, the, the, these games are being played today among. A lot of, of news. I mean, obviously, the, the teacher walkout occurred for the second straight day. Uh, there's, there's already been an announcement made that uh, they will continue it for us for now on Monday. Right. And, of course, uh, the, the WVSSAC already busy enough with their <laughs> state wrestling championship just about six blocks down the street from where we're sitting here in Huntington, uh, made the decision that we're going to go on with the girls' uh, postseason. We're going to go on with the sectionals and have the sectional finals as scheduled. And uh, uh, really, um, at this point, you know, the, they just basically said, uh, we're not going to penalize our athletes because of what's going on on the, on the side. However, breaking news out yes. of Harrison County. Yes. <laughs> the, Deliver that. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, as of 4.30 today, uh, Bridgeport High School principal uh, Mark DeFazio announced that their school superintendent said that they could not have any extra activity you know, at the facilities tonight. So, therefore, the Bridgeport versus Lincoln High School girls sectional championship game has been temporarily postponed. Uh, we will have Coach uh, Dennis Harris Hudson from Bridgeport on a little later in our show, and he'll explain what they plan to do to try yeah. to get this yeah. game in. Yeah, my question would be, guys, uh, would they just go ahead and move it tomorrow? Well, they're saying they can't play tomorrow either, but they're trying to get a court injunction to mm-hmm. overrule the school superintendent. They, they may have yep. to actually get a judge <laughs> on Saturday and get him to you know make a decision. Well, I mean, you know, it, athletics is, <laughs> is, is such a momentum-based uh, – activity and you know losing the momentum not playing for a couple of days that could be detrimental to uh, some of these teams uh, eventual path that lead them to Charleston you know and I'm sure these coaches and all these players definitely want to keep things going and keep the train rolling so to speak now while we're talking about these girls postseason games tonight and and a a bunch of them 
Joe, there still were boys' games tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's last last uh, gas to the regular season on the boys' side. Looks like there's about 18 boys' games yeah. across the state on tap for tonight as mm-hmm. well. And you know, most of those girls' games or all those girls' games are for sectional championships. And uh, you know, it, it just seems that uh, although we, we've just got one partial score on the boys' side, those have been kind of kind of lost. And, and there was a lot of controversy because some counties. We're trying to enforce or we're enforcing their no school, no play rule. And, um, you know, and that, that could actually have uh, held some of these games off. But we, we do have some boys' games, and as the evening goes on, we will be updating those scores. But let's, uh, let's hit all these scores. We've been talking about this girls' posting. Well, let's just go ahead and let's let, uh, let the scores tell the story right now, and, and let's give those scores. Joe, you, you go ahead and give the scores for us. Madison, it's the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard taking a look at some of these girls' scores from across the state, and these are all four sectional championships. In AAA Region 1, uh, Section 1, it was Wheeling Park over John Marshall Knight by a score of 63-46. In Region 3, Section 1, it was George Washington over St. Albans tonight, 59-52. And also AAA, Region 3, Section 2. It was Woodrow Wilson, the Flying Eagles, over the Governor's team, the Greenbrier East Spartans, fall tonight, 67-63. And another close one in Region 4, Section 1, AAA. It was Parkersburg South over Parkersburg, 68-59. And also in AAA, Region 4, Section 2, Cabell Midland, the Knights, defeat Spring Valley tonight, 51-45. Dropping to Class AA, Region 1, Section 1. It was Frankfurt, and this is a halftime score. Frankfurt leads Kaiser by a score of 23-15. In AA, Region 1, Section 2, it is North Marion. Uh, This is a final now. North Marion defeats Fairmont Senior 60-52. In Region 2, Section 2, AA, Nicholas County defeats Roan County 71-34, and that could be the other game in this this. AA Region 2 that could actually move on to the regional championships. It was the Lady Pioneers of Wayne winning Region 4, Section 1 tonight over Winfield, 52-39. And Class Single A, Region 1, Section 1, Wheeling Central over Cameron tonight, 57-32. It was Magnolia, the Blue Eagles over Ritchie County. That is in Class A, Section or Region 1, Section 2. Uh, we're still waiting to score on the Parkersburg-Charleston Catholic. It was Summers County win- winning their sectional tonight in Class Single A over Meadowbridge, 61-35. And the Logan Wildcats in Region 4, Section 2, come from behind, and they held the Lincoln County Panthers to only nine points in the second half. Logan wins at 42-30. And on the boys' side, we just have one score, uh, and that is an end of three score. Uh, and that is Riverview, uh, one-point lead over Pikeview, 38-37. We will have a bunch of uh, other scores on the boys' side coming up as we, we've had, got some interesting games this evening. Uh, uh, among them, in cl- a good class AAA game between Hurricane and Wheeling Park, kind of the intersectional game tonight. Also, uh, Huntington St. Joe's boys are in action this evening against Tulsa and uh, uh, Grafton, Robert C. Bird, a, a Big Ten uh, match up there. So those are some of the boys' teams that, that are playing tonight. And we will uh, look ahead uh, 
to that. So, uh, guys, any uh, any thoughts on those uh, girls' uh, sectional finals? Any any ones that stick out to you? The only one, you know, of course, I, I was surprised. Lincoln County was actually leading Logan at the half, and then uh, Logan come back, and they must have played a spectacular game in the second half to come from behind to win that one. So. Yeah, you know, Joe, that one you kind of took that one right out of my mouth, uh, holding them to nine second half points. That's that's quite impressive uh, to be able to do that and come from behind and win that ball game like that. Well, the, I guess the one that stands out to me, obviously, is the governor's team losing. Greenbrier East Falls. Uh, now, mm-hmm. now they have played. They'll be going up to GW to play uh, that regional final next week, and uh, I believe they have beaten GW at GW earlier, uh, actually about three weeks ago. So, um, so it, certainly it's no big, uh, no big surprise there. Yeah, you know, looking over also another game that really kind of stands out, at least for us, is uh, where our co-host is at right now, uh, where our host uh, Ryan Hepling's at there. The Wayne Pioneers defeating the Winfield Generals, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure he's celebrating along with the team there. Uh, yeah, that's one good thing. Uh, I, I actually had a chance to go up and watch the, the uh, Midland and uh, Spring Valley one, and, and uh, of course, uh, Ryan not very far out to Wayne. Uh, he'll be, he's making his way in, and so we we're, we're, we were able to actually go out and watch basketball tonight before we came in and do the show. Right now, uh, let's go to the phone. With us is the head coach of the Ripley Lady Vikings, John Kennedy, and uh, uh, John, uh, welcome to our show this evening. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, uh, you, you uh, unfortunately had to be an observer tonight, and of course, uh, uh, you're up in that uh, tough uh, sectional with Parkersburg, Parkersburg South. Uh, your thoughts about South beating Parkersburg this evening? Well, I, I knew both those teams and, and faced them earlier in the season, and I mean, it just depends on sometimes where you play, who's going to come out on top when you've got those two uh, two great teams playing one another. Coaches, Joe Linville, you your team actually had a pretty good season. Uh, just talk about the season overall and, and what you expect in the offseason and, and what do you do to get ready even for next year? Sure. We, uh, I was fortunate enough to have uh, two seniors with me, and uh, they went through the program with me. We started into this journey together uh, four years ago. Uh, Lexi Miller and Presley Fisher, who I uh, wouldn't trade for the world, and and those girls uh, have been kind of the face of the program and, and what we're going to build upon. Uh, even though we did fall a little bit short there this year, um, I mean, I was expecting a couple more wins, as every coach does. Uh, but we had a, a pretty successful season there being smallest triple-A in the state. We finished up 14-8, and eight and we let – I feel like we let two others slip, slip through our fingers. But, you know, hindsight looking back, you know, there's some changes that – we could have made and, and we're going to live we're going to learn from it and and live to another day coach this is jordan mounts uh, uh no, sorry go ahead coach no that's okay go no, ahead. Go hey, ahead. hey coach this is jordan mounts uh i'm just uh you were talking about your senior leaders and the girls that uh you're, you're not going to be having back next year talk to us a little bit about what you have coming back next year and uh what next season looks to hold here i know this is the too early to too early to count right now, but uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about what you're, what you're looking at next season. Uh, next year, we should be bringing back uh, three starters. Uh, one of them started some games for us off and on throughout the season, so we should be bringing back, uh, should have four starters that are coming back next year. Um, we're going to have to play a little 
different style of game next year than what we did this year. But I still look for us to, to be pretty successful there next year. Coach, uh, this was kind of a transition year for, for your program as well as all the uh, programs in uh, at, at Ripley as far as uh, departing the MSAC over a two-year period. Uh, you know, although you played, still played a, tunch, a bunch of MSAC schools, talk about having to work through that transition this year. Well, we, uh, along with our uh, AD and our administration, you know, we still wanted to keep some of our our sectional and regional opponents on our schedule. We didn't want to go into it blind. And, you know, we still played Cabell Midland, Spring Valley, Perk, and um, we had uh, Woodrow Wilson scheduled as well, but just couldn't get that game made up due to weather. And then with all the cancellations there, about a week and a half, just couldn't get it made up. And then we still kept, you know, Parksburg South and, and PHS on there to, uh, you know, that way we could see what we were dealing with when we got into sectional play. But it seems like you guys uh, that 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 seems like the good, good attitude because you kept you kept those relationships there despite the fact you're not technically in the league anymore, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I've got a great relationship with the more uh, with the majority of those coaches in in the MSAC where we were in it, you know, and, and I've got a lot of respect for those guys and. You know, four years ago when we started this process of getting out of the MSAC, you know, all those coaches and uh, ADs and administrators, you know, there was no hard feelings because when we did it, we did it the right way and exited, you know, with, with class. Well, let's look at, at the games next week uh, in AAA Region 4. Of course, Spring Valley lost to Midland tonight, so Midland will host Parkersburg, and Spring Valley will make the trip up to Parkersburg South to take on the Patriots. Uh, should be two interesting games. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, I've, both South and PHS, uh, they're, you know, two of the, of the top teams in the state. However, that being said, when you get into postseason play, you know, you've got to go out every possession and, you know, give it everything you've got. And, you know, just because they're sitting at number two and four in the state there doesn't, doesn't mean that Cabell Midland and Spring Valley can't go up there and come out with a victory. Sometimes just a flip of a coin. Well, Coach Kennedy, we appreciate you spending a little bit of time with us and kind of giving us a perspective kind of on the side of, uh, of what's going on, uh, at least in, in your part. Uh, and uh, certainly uh, we uh, wish best of luck uh, in the off season to your program and uh, hopefully your, uh, your Lady Vikings just get a little stronger, a little tougher, and they'll grow up a little bit and be ready for next year. That's exactly right, sir, guys. I appreciate each and every one of you for having me on. Uh, all right. Coach John Kennedy, head coach of the Ripley uh, Viking Girls Program, and we appreciate him spending a little time with us. We'll take our first break right now. Uh, basketball Friday night in West Virginia made possible in part by financial support from the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum, the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications, and WMUL-FM. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? 
Marshall University and a sports journalism degree from there can get you there. Sports journalism at Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We want you to join us online voting this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight, and then we'll share the voting results with you. Last week's question, do you like the current format of seeding teams in sectionals in West Virginia? 63% of you said yes, 37 no. This week's question, should counties be allowed to play and practice during a work stoppage? Tell us what you think. Vote yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote. And, of course, we'll share all the voting results with you tonight. Congratulations goes out tonight to yet another standout athlete of the week. We'll hear from someone from the Philip Barber Colts tonight. Follow us on Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. A shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers this week, including Amy Little, Tyler Spencer, JW, Amelia, Chuck, and Jake Nice. They're part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. School basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Ryan Epling will be joining us shortly. He's been uh, doing... <laughs> Celebrating. <laughs> he's, he's been out doing duties with the Wayne Girls basketball team. Uh, they were winners in their uh, sectional tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure Ryan will have plenty to tell us when he gets back here, uh, here at the studios. But... Uh, uh, Jordan Mouts is sitting with, it, with us. We're glad to have you, Jordan. Good to be on and, here, guys. And guys, uh, we got a lot, to, a lot of coaches to, willing to talk tonight because uh, really the the boys' coaches, uh, uh, for a lot of cases, it looks to me like a lot of them are kind of on the, sitting on the sidelines tonight. Right now, let's let's go to a guy who's got one of the best teams in the state of West Virginia, and that's Mike Fallon, the head coach of the Parkersburg South Patriots. And uh, coach, welcome tonight uh, to uh, Basketball Friday Night. Thanks so much for having me, Coach. Uh, now we, uh, I think we had didn't we have you for a game tonight, or were you all playing, not playing tonight? What uh, what was the story there? We were off tonight. Our girls, our, our girls played tonight in the uh, right. sectional championships against Parkersburg. Okay, mm-hmm. got you. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're, we're looking at it here. Yeah, you you were not on the on the slate tonight. Well, well uh, talk about uh, uh, how the, uh, the season, the regular season's wrapping up for you here. You know. This is one of those years that just seems like it went by so fast. I can remember our first game at West Virginia State against Musselman, and then and now we're to the end. And you know, it's been a good year for our kids and everything. But now we get to start the second season. Coach, you had a good, successful season. Uh, you've been atop of the the rankings and the power rankings and so forth uh, in the latter part of the season. Uh, just your thoughts? How you know you obviously going into the sectionals, you've got a big target on your back. 
You know, we do, and that was one of the things we had talked about earlier in the year. You know, the rankings and that stuff, they really don't mean anything. You know, our, our goal at the beginning of the season was just to host the uh, the section, and, and that was our biggest goal. And, you know, I think that's what we really wanted to accomplish. So, you know, at the end of the year, we've, we've hit a couple bumps in the road. We've been, you know, we played without a starter there against GW and University and Woodrow, and, and it's allowed some other kids an opportunity to play a little bit that, you know, that may be able to help us down the road. Hey, Coach, you're in your sectional. There's only three teams. Mm-hmm. Advantage or disadvantage? Uh, I think you could look at it either way. You know, if you get the bye, you know, you kind of risk not getting any injury in the first round and everything. And, and I think that just allows you a little extra time to prepare and everything. And, and then, but on the other side, you could look at it and say, well, we're not playing for a week either. So it's kind of got its good and, and bad parts to it. Uh, you know, Coach, looking here at your uh, section, you've got Parkersburg and Ripley. You will play the winner of those two schools. Uh, I'm sure you've faced these two uh, earlier in the season. Uh, talk a little bit about what you've seen from both schools and what you expect here uh, coming into uh, the sectional championship. You know, we played both of them and everything. And, you know, and if it would happen to be Parkersburg, it's one of those things that, you know, we, the biggest thing, we, have, we don't get caught up in the rivalry. The biggest thing is, you know, we're playing to go to Charleston. You know, the regular season games may mean a rivalry. But, but during the tournament, it's a whole different environment and everything. And, you know, with Ripley, we played them earlier in the year. They're very young and, and everything. So we'll kind of have to play and wait and play uh, whoever comes out of that. Mike, you've, uh, obviously you all got off to a great start this year and, and, and have kept it up. But have there been any points in the season during games, during practices, when you thought you know the guys are getting a little bit tired, a little bored, and has it caused you to worry a little bit about things? No, and that was the biggest. I think maybe getting tired there a couple of weeks ago, we kind of hit that wall. We had played every um, – you know, either Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday for about four straight weeks, and and all the games were competitive. And you know, we had some overtime games and things like that. But uh, the good thing is we'd be able to get some rest in, and and you know, we got a big win at Woodrow the other day that kind of got us back on track and everything. And the kids the last two days have been dialed in at practice, really good. Always a plus when you head into postseason, there, uh, Coach. Uh, you know, you finished the season, like you said, uh, what is it, nineteen and three. Uh, talk about going in, you know, to going into the tournament here with a, with such a strong record, uh, and uh, t- trying to take that on and uh, on forth. You know, uh, nineteen and three, even though uh, that's a great season record. Uh, at the same time, you, you're kind of zero and zero at the, at this point. You know, kind of when to go on. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, that's the biggest thing. But I think, or, you know, I think we finished up with the strongest strength of schedule in the state. And that was one of the things at the beginning of the year that we started. We wanted to see a little bit of everything, you know, speed and quickness, you know, teams that kind of grind the games out and that kind of stuff. And we've played some overtime games. We've played some close games. So the good thing is I think we're going to be prepared for about anything we see. And, and, and being at home, I think, is a huge, huge advantage. There's no question about that. Uh... Coach, uh, best of luck. Uh, we appreciate you checking in with us. Uh, I know that uh, next week you'll just uh, have to sit around and, and uh, see what uh, the uh, Vikings and, and the Big Reds do and uh, then just uh, kind of roll from there. So best of luck next week. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you guys do. I mean, you give high school basketball players a, you know, and student-athletes a, a great um, avenue there that, you know, every Friday that – kids can listen in and then promote our sport so thank you guys very much all right thanks Alrighty, a lot thank you. mike fallon uh, head coach of the uh parkersburg south patriots and uh as he said they uh, kind of uh, let the uh, the girls take the spotlight tonight 
And uh, and speaking of that, let, let's talk about the uh, uh, Parkersburg uh, South and Parkersburg High sectional tonight. Let's go to Earl Little uh, from WVVV up in Parkersburg and Eric. Actually, uh, Eric Little. What am I talking about? I, I know Eric. <laughs> Eric, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I butchered you, man. I'm sorry. But, uh, hey, you, okay. you, you, you had the game tonight, and, and, and South gets the win over PHS. Talk about it. It was a hard-fought game. Uh, PHS led by as many as 13 in the, in the second quarter. They took an 11-point lead into the half, but South fought back in the third quarter. They roared out to a 10-0 run to start the third. That came within the first two minutes of the quarter. And from there on, it was nip and tuck until about the three-minute mark in the fourth quarter when Parkersburg South salted it away at the free-throw line. Patriots come away with a 68-59 win. Uh, they win the sectional championship. They'll host Spring Valley in the regional co-final on Tuesday. Devin Hefner picked up 16 of her 22 points in the second half, went 10 of 12 from the free-throw line down the stretch for Parkersburg South. So basically the senior leading scorer on that team, doing what she's done all year for the Patriots, that's stepping up to make big plays and big moments and get to the line when South needed somebody to get to the line. Eric, it's amazing the, the success that uh, both of the programs have had, have had this uh, this winter at PSHS. And uh, talk about the, the just the, how the school community up there is just handling this because you just have two outstanding basketball programs going at it in uh, both the Coach Fallon's boys and this girls program. Well, we had a stretch, I believe it was late January into early February, where the schedule worked out to where there was a home game, I think maybe four or five different nights in about two consecutive weeks at the Rodelman Athletic Center. And a lot of the same folks were out there two nights or two weeks in a row, nightly, it seemed like. It was almost like a mini Olympics of basketball at Parkersburg South. I think you threw some freshman games in there and some JV games, and I think they hosted maybe 34 games in about 10 days at the Rodham Athletic Center. It was something absurd like that. And uh, the, the fans have come out for them all year long. The building was full tonight. Of course, the opponent had a lot to do with that being PHS. Uh, but <laughs> this South Girls team won – tonight's win was their 13th straight. The boys had a stretch this year where they won 16 straight. And it, it, when you got both of them rolling like that, they both have identical 19-3 and three records now. It's a, a banner year for basketball – at a school that already has a lot of banner years for basketball. Hey, Eric, this is Joe Linville. You know, you talk about this rivalry. How does that, the community of Parkersburg embrace this? I mean, you know, you're across town, but, you know, a lot of these people know each other. They've grown up with each other. But yet, they throw all that away when they hit the hard court. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, it's not a blood feud for, per se, but at the same time, they both very badly want to win when they're on the floor. And it brings an interesting dynamic to this sectional final. This isn't a winner-go-home game. You know, both of these teams will play again, but you certainly don't want to have to get on a school bus. And that's what Parkersburg High is going to have to do. And uh, it's intense. Uh, The officials uh, blew the whistle a lot tonight. I think tonight's game (laughs) resembled an elk tube shoot. And (laughs) and I think... I think what it was, though, was the fact that they both wanted to control, they all wanted to control the game and keep things from getting out of hand early on. And you know, so you saw a lot of contact, you saw a lot of free throws, you saw a lot of um, 
stuff that was called that maybe should have been called. I mean, it was tough to stay consistent when you're calling so many fouls, but I don't know what would have ensued if they hadn't have called so many fouls. I can tell you from what you just said, <laughs> from, from personal experience, uh, experiencing both Parkersburg and Parkersburg South, there is no love lost. As a matter of fact, I've sat with a bunch of PSHS people who love telling PHS jokes. And that, and, and that, yeah. th- th- yes, this is true. <laughs> this is true. So they're, and I, I'm sure they they do the the same thing over on the other side of town. They probably tell PSHS jokes. So you know that just shows you the intensity of the rivalry. Yeah, now you talked about Parkersburg down there, the Big Reds. Yeah, they've got, they've got a a tough road to hold themselves because they got to come down to Ona to take on a a, a strong, tough, tall Cabell Midland team. Well, I got a couple of those jokes myself. That's I don't know right. if you've known what's going on with <laughs> football. Um, but the, the Big Reds have some ongoing renovations at Stadium Field that basically have left the uh, visitors' bleachers condemned, so I refer to their venue as half a stadium field. Yeah, and that seems to go over well on the south side. <laughs> Do you talk about that on the radio? Because I'm sure your broadcast is, you know, the whole town can hear it now. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I do. Uh, I do a morning. I do a morning show in the day job where both fans listen. But you know what? You gotta, you gotta give the home fans a little yeah. sugar, and that's what exactly. I try to do. But, but to go, but but but, but to, to go back to your original question, though, uh, PHS is going to have a tough test. They're long themselves. They've got some length in Bree Wilson and Shaylee Kirby, who's an excellent shooter from beyond the arc. She went off for five of their seven threes tonight. So that's something that. Uh, Cowboy Midland is going to have to defend. So it seems like it's going to be length versus length in that co-final. Well, Eric, as always, it's a pleasure to have you on with us. And uh, uh, best of luck. I know you'll be on the air with uh, uh, Spring Valley and, and Parkersburg South next week. And uh, should be an interesting uh, regional final. Thanks for being with us. You guys can ask me about the triple overtime game I called the other night. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know. I'm aware about that. My goodness. Yeah, that the, the I know we had Coach Fallon on just a moment ago, but uh, South beat Woodrow in three overtimes. Right. I still haven't picked. A, I still don't have my legs under me after that one. I'm gonna say me you, out. your Coming voice. Back, is, your voice back is probably from tired. Yeah, I go say your voice is probably yeah, shot well, too, among other things. I can understand that. Yeah, it just goes to show goes to show you how much great basketball there is at the state right now. You have Morgantown and Martinsburg in four overtimes the other night. South and Woodrow in three on the boys' side. So it's a uh, and we're getting to the nitty-gritty and the basketball showing it. All right, Eric, thanks a lot. And like I said, good luck to PSHX next week. Uh, and uh, that, that uh, certainly uh, uh, we'll always enjoy hearing from Eric. Uh, Joe, time for our break. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia is made possible in part by financial support from the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum, the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications, and WMUL-FM. This is break number two here on Basketball Friday Night. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University, visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. 
many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page at the bottom of our website for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. We're on Facebook Live. Go to the RSN Sports Facebook page, and you can watch us on Facebook Live. And on Twitter, of course, we're on Periscope. You can watch us live there at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. If you have Suddenlink Cable, we're on Network West Virginia statewide. And if you're in the Huntington region, Huntington Tri-State, we're on Comcast Channel 25. If you're watching right now, you see all these great pictures that you've sent in to us. We appreciate that. Send your pictures to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can also send them to us by Facebook. Go to the RSN Sports Facebook page. Send your pictures there. You can also send them by email. Email your pictures to scores at basketballnight.com. Give us your best pics of your team and their fans. Become a part. A basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Coming up tonight, you'll hear from the new standout athlete of the week from the Philip Barber Colts. A shout-out tonight to Gunnar Murphy, Mike Jones, and Trey Rogers following us on Twitter. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. All right, we're 33 minutes into our first of our three hours tonight on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bill Cornwell and Joe Linville and Jordan Mounts, and hopefully join sometime in, in the near future by Ryan Epling. We who, sent a helicopter to taking, Wayne. He's <laughs> taking his run. own sweet time. I think he's he's uh, arriving in Huntington via like uh, Beckley. Uh, uh, so uh, he's oh, taking, he'll, he'll be here maybe at eleven fifty five, but he'll be here sometime. He'll be in t- he'll, he'll be in time for the rap party. Yeah, that's basically it. But hey, the gang's all here, and we're getting it that's done. Right. So, uh, and of course, uh, our our big story tonight, or our big feature tonight uh, is tonight is girls sectional night and uh, uh it is uh certainly uh time to uh to look at those scores because uh all except for one we have all the scores in them we have the finals and we can start setting some of these matchups and uh jordan's going to handle the scores uh this the marshall university sports journalism basketball night.com scoreboard jordan and we're looking at that scoreboard right now. Uh, Region 1, Section 1, AAA, girls basketball. Wheeling Park, the Patriots, uh, taking on John Marshall Monarchs. Uh, final score of that one, 63 for Wheeling Park. The Patriots walk away over the Monarchs, 63-46. Our next game down, we've got uh, uh, Region 3, Section 1, uh, George Washington. The Patriots taking on the Red Dragons of St. Albans High School, uh, 59-52. The Patriots uh, walk away. Uh, victorious in that one. Uh, the Governor's team, Greenbrier East, the Spartans uh, versus uh, Woodrow Wilson, Flying Eagles. Uh, 63-67, the Eagle, the Flying Eagles of Woodrow Wilson walk away victorious over the Spartans. Uh, Re- Region 4, Section 1, Parkersburg South, the Patriots going to take on the Parkersburg Big Reds. Rivalry game right there, 68-59, the Patriots of 
Parkersburg South over the Big Reds of Parkersburg High School. Uh, Region 4, Section 2, still AAA. Cabell Midland, the Knights taking on the Timberwolves of Spring Valley. 51-45 to the final score in that one. Uh, moving on to Double A, Region One, Section One, Frankfurt High School. The Falcons taking on the Kaiser Golden Tornado. It's fifty-six to forty-six. The final score in that one. Region One, Section Two, North Marion. The Huskies taking on the Polar Bears of Fairmont Senior. Sixty to fifty-two. Huskies uh, take it down the Polar Bears in that one. Region Two, Section Two. Uh, the fi- Nicholas County, the Grizzlies, Lady Grizzlies taking on the Lady Raiders of Roan County. Seventy-one to thirty-four. Big-time uh, deficit right there for the Raiders. Region 4, Section 1, the Wayne Pioneers, where our co-host uh, uh, Ryan Epling is uh, still partying right now. 52-39, <laughs> the Pioneers walk away victorious over the Generals of Winfield High School. Moving on to single A, you've got the Wheeling Central Catholic. Uh, the Maroon Knights walking away victorious over the Cameron Dragons. 57-32, the final score in that one. Region 1, uh, Section 2, Magnolia, the Blue Eagles over the Ritchie County Rebels. 58-34, uh, the one game, the one girls game that we do not have a score for yet, Pocahontas County Warriors versus the Charleston Catholic Irish. If anybody has that score, please tweet us at Basketball Friday Night. Uh, uh, moving on down, Region 3, Section 2, Summers County, the Bobcats walk away uh, victorious over the Meadowbridge Wildcats, 61-35 that one. Uh, finally, Region 4, uh, Section 2, uh, St. Joe, the Irish walking away, huge def- uh, huge win right there for the uh, Irish, 93-29 over the Sherman Tide. Final score, the Logan Wildcats walking away over the Lincoln County Panthers, 42-30. Uh, that's another double-A score in Region uh, 4, Section 2. And on the boys' side of things, you have uh, one final score for us right now. The Independence Patriots walking away uh, with the win over the Liberty Raleigh Raiders. 53-46 to final score in that game, Region 3, uh, Section 1. Thanks a lot, Jordan. We appreciate uh, those scores. I was just going to say, and that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Key, I didn't have the key read on <laughs> he, he that didn't, one. He didn't have the read on that one, so <laughs> thanks a lot for t- handling that, show. And right now, let's go to the phones. Dennis Hudson, the head coach of the uh, Bridgeport, Bridgeport girls team, the Indians. And, of course, uh, Dennis, uh, we, we kind of uh, previewed what's going on. Uh, you guys are in state of limbo right now, are you not? <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, we are. Uh, you know, our superintendent, Harrison County, has uh, decided that since uh, the teachers are still on the uh, walkout, that uh, us and Lincoln High School, who are supposed to meet in the sectional final, are not allowed uh, to play. Uh, and we are shut down. We can't practice or play uh, at this time. And, uh, you know, the major problem that I have with this situation is if all 55 counties would, uh, had said, okay, we're shutting down all uh, athletic activities, not, I wouldn't be happy about it, but I could, I could live with that. But we're, we're, we're severely penalizing 20 girls from Harrison County, and the other 54 counties are going ahead and allow their girls to play in sectional tournament play. Uh, and I, I just think uh, I'm united behind the teachers. I'm a retired teacher. My wife is still currently a teacher. And I understand uh, the mess that the state's in regarding education and the lack of uh, commitment by the legislature. But to do this to our kids, I think, is unjust. And uh, 
So, you know, we're, we're trying to trying to get a resolve, but I don't know if that's what happened or not. Coach, uh, my, my question to you was going to be how frustrated are you, but you answered that question. Now, what do you do as a coach to try to persuade the superintendent to change his mind to let to allow you to play possibly this game, maybe even tomorrow night? Well, we haven't been able to persuade him in that area. Now, I do have uh, some parents have filed uh, an injunction uh, trying to get a petition uh, to uh, force uh, Harrison County to allow us to play. That has not been uh, reviewed yet by uh, the judge. Uh, the judge did rule in favor of the superintendent, and if he does, then Lincoln and Bridgeport girls basketball seasons are over. Okay. Uh, if he rules in our favor, uh, then uh, hopefully we would be allowed then to go ahead and play the game, which would take it out of the superintendent's hands Do you have uh, any, in that situation. Do you have any idea when the judge might rule? Will it be tomorrow or well, will it we be possibly it be Monday? Late tonight uh, or tomorrow morning, we were hoping. Uh, technically, uh, the, the SSAC said our sectional final needed to be completed by tomorrow. But I think under these extenuating circumstances, you know, there might be some flexibility there. Uh, I mean, because technically we've qualified for our regional because we've made the sectional final. Uh, but if neither one of us are able to play the sectional at all, then we forfeit the regional game to Nicholas and Roan County. Yeah. Yeah, Coach, you know, you were talking about. And, and I just. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go, no, I was just going to say, Coach, uh, you were talking about uh, how uh, the the SSAC uh, would possibly be looking at giving you all an extension to finish uh, the uh, uh, your sectional uh, and everything like that. But uh, talk to us a little bit about you know is that little is that a, an advantage or a disadvantage or, or how does that actually come into play in your preparation uh, for uh, possibly looking at going further than this into into regionals. Well, it's a little bit of a disadvantage because we haven't been allowed to practice. Uh, we've, uh, we weren't allowed to practice yesterday or today, have any contact with the kids whatsoever. Uh, we would even be willing to play on a non-school site if that would you know, help people feel better about the situation. We're, we're, not, we're not here trying to offend anybody. Some of our girls today stood on the picket line with Bridgeport teachers to, as a sign of solidarity. Mm-hmm. And, and so all we would like for, let's stand up for these kids. Why should our kids uh, suffer this life lesson, supposedly, that they're being given, uh, compared to the other 54 counties? Well, Coach, it sounds like... So that doesn't make us 55 united when, when you do a situation like that. Yeah. And, and I told... Uh, the superintendent today, you know, I understand, okay, your position trying to keep unity. But all I'm telling you is if my kids are allowed to play, I am going to coach them. They're my girls. I spend 52 weeks a year with these kids through weightlifting, all season, three-week period, and four months almost into this uh, time period. So they're, they're, they're my kids, okay, and I'm not going to allow anybody else to coach my kids. Well, Coach, we, we, we love uh, getting your perspective on this, and, and uh, we hope you guys get back on the court because it, would, it really would be unfair for, for you and, and your, your opponent to be just basically uh, perfunctory out, out of the regionals next week. So uh, we certainly hope you, you get on the court. Well, also, and one other thing to add, they allowed our wrestlers yesterday to go to the state tournament in Huntington. <laughs> right. right. 
So and, and they're and they're participating again tomorrow. So now, you know, what what's the difference here? Our regional game gives us a chance to go to the state tournaments. So I think it's you know it should only be fair. And and then here's here's the next question. Let's say this gets resolved in uh, resolved in the next ten ten days. The boys still have a little bit of a window, right? And they end up having the boys tournament, and 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 the kids from Harrison County boys get to play in the state tournaments, but Harrison County girls didn't have that opportunity. To me, then it becomes a Title Nine issue. I I think you okay. you have a good point there, Coach. Yeah, Coach, I hope you I hope you get it resolved, and I hope the judge rules in your favor because I feel like that's the only fair situation for both teams. I, think, I appreciate exactly. that. Exactly. I think we all agree. Let's let's get on the court and decide it on the court, not in the courts. But but court. uh, best of luck, Coach. Thanks for being with us. Thank you very much. Appreciate the time. That's interesting comments there from from Coach Dennis Hudson, and uh, uh, you, you can tell guys mm-hmm. how passionate he is about this. Right. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, you can you, hear it in his voice. If you if you spend that much time with your team, like he has, you know. Uh, it absolutely you you have that emotional connection to everything. And right now, before we take our third break, uh, let's bring on the head coach of the Nitro Wildcats, uh, Coach Kevin Missilli. And uh, Coach, welcome to uh, Basketball Friday Night. Uh, thanks for having me, Coach. It's Joe Linville. First of all, uh, congratulations on an outstanding season. Uh, you know, you're 18 and three as you roll off into the uh, sectional play. But uh, if you get through the sectionals, uh, your thoughts, you know, looking down the road to the regionals, because I think that's going to be a very tough region to get out of. Uh, yeah, it is. And actually, we're 19 and 3 now. We, I'm just, sorry. we won the other night over <laughs> St. Albans to, to finish the regular season. But yeah, the sectional is no uh, walk in the park either with Sissonville and, and Winfield and, and Wayne and Polka and, and Point. But. If we are fortunate enough to, to make it through and get to a sectional final and, and hopefully win that, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a difficult task. You got you got Chapmanville, Mingo, Logan all down there that are ranked in the top ten in the state, uh, all with big time players on their team. And you know, it, it's a shame that you know probably five of the top eleven or twelve teams in Double A are in our our section or regional, and, and only two are going to be able to advance, but. If you make it through there, I think you got a pretty good shot of going deep into the state tournament. Also, I think whoever makes it through is going to probably be no worse than probably a five seed, and could be as high as a you know a two or three with with Chapmanville in our group. Also, so we're excited about the opportunity. Coach, do you feel like your team has kind of flown under the radar this year? I mean, we've not heard a whole lot about Nitro. Uh, I've actually got to see you play a couple times, but you know. You're, you guys, you got some talent on the team. You guys hustle, uh, but you know, you guys just not been up there at the top of the polls like maybe you feel we feel like you should have been. Yeah, and, and I think part of that is just the, the history and tradition of Nitro. There, there's been years in the past we've been very good. We've, we've gone to a couple of state tournaments back in the late '90s in AAA, but traditionally we just haven't been up there year after year. And I think sometimes that tends to hurt some of the. Um, the votes that you get uh, throughout the the, st- the state. So, um, yeah, I mean, nineteen and three. I, I sort of did expect to be a little bit higher, but like I try to tell the kids, it's, it's sort of one game at a time. And, and what we care about is what we do here from here on out. And it's a new season. 
uh, if we get through the section and are fortunate enough to get to the region, it'll all play out. And at the end of the day, if we do what we should do, um, and I think we, we should be very competitive in both of these sectionals and regionals if we get there, um, I, I think we'll, we'll play it out on the court and, and we'll be able to prove our point. Uh, that way. Of course, Coach, your team will play the winner of the Wayne Knight, or the Wayne Polka game on Monday night. You'll face them on Wednesday night, and then uh, you'll just have to wait and see how the, the bracket on the lower end rolls out before you, you, know, you face your foe for a sectional championship by next Friday night. Yes, um, and both Wayne and Polka, we, we've had games with them this year. We fortunately have come out on the winning side of, of two Polka games and one Wayne game. Um, both by somewhere in the range of about 20 points on all those. But halftime of the first poker game, we were actually down four points and ended up winning by about 20, 21, 22. Uh, and when we went up to Wayne the first time, it was a four-point game to our advantage and opened it up to about a 21-point uh, game. But sometimes we catch these laws that, that we feel like we should – we can put teams away at any given time, and, and we have had a lot of ability to put the ball in the hole in a lot of games, and we, and we tend to score uh, pretty high point totals. But we also have those laws where we look like we don't know how to play basketball. So we're trying to hope that uh, we get through those, and, and through 22 games, I think we've done a pretty good job so far. Well, Coach, we appreciate you spending a little time with us tonight. and. Uh... Uh, it's been a great season so far. Congratulations on that. But I know that you want to keep it on going next week. So best of luck uh, against either Poker or Wayne, whoever you play there in the middle of next week. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys having us on. All right, Kevin Vasily, head coach of the Nitro Boys basketball team, uh, had an outstanding season so far, 19-win season. Uh, and they look like that they are ready to, to roll into the postseason. Right now, it's time for break three. Be back in just a couple of moments. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scorers online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Thanks for joining us, and a shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including David O'Leary, the Pawpaw Pirates, Drew Skeens, and Amy Little. Thank you so much for joining us and being part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Jaden Lindsay. Jacob Clark, Cole Honaker, Sidney Nestor, Isaiah Morgan, Deja Busby, Drew Williamson, Ashton Maxwell, Casey Henchman, Whitney Sampson. And we're going to have a new person join that group of people from the Philip Barber Colts. What they all have in common is they were selected by Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia as the standout athlete of the week. If you have someone remarkable on your team, an athlete that made an outstanding play, you can nominate your team's players to become the Basketball Night Standout Athlete of the Week. Each week we consider nominees based on leadership, performance on the court, academic performance, and involvement in the community and volunteer work. Every Friday night, we select a Standout Athlete of the Week. Head over to our website, basketballnight.com, and uh, click on the Standout Athlete of the Week tab. Fill out the nomination form. We'll take it from there. We want you to nominate your team's athletes. Check it out at basketballnight.com. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. West Virginia's basketball 
voice. Don't forget our poll question tonight. It's on the right-hand side of our page. Should counties be allowed to play and practice during a work stoppage? Tell us, yes or no. Visit basketballnight.com. Thanks for joining us tonight. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. It's about 9, almost 8 till 10 o'clock, near the end of our first hour of Basketball Friday Night on this, the 23rd of February, 2018. Bill Cornwell, Jordan Mouts with us, and, of course, Joe Linville. And uh, uh, this is... Girls sectional night, girls sectional final night, and uh, we'll be uh, getting back to the scoreboard just uh, momentarily. But right now, uh, we bring on a, a young man with an interesting story because he's had quite an eventful basketball season, to say the least. And that is Isaiah Lester, a senior player at Westside High School. And, and Jordan, uh, you, you kind of told us the story off the air about uh, about Isaiah. You might want to. Uh, re- related to the audience. Yeah, you know, uh, Isaiah, he's a uh, guard from Westside High School, senior guard, uh, and uh, unfortunately a couple of weeks ago he collapsed after a uh, after a basketball game. And uh, Isaiah uh, joins us now. Isaiah, you know, uh, it's been a kind of a whirlwind these past few weeks, uh, so talk to us just a little bit about uh, how uh, how you're doing. First of all, how you're doing personally, how, how your health is doing, and then second of all, uh, just kind of what take us through what's happened the past couple of weeks. Most of all, Tuesday, uh, I went to Town, uh, got a couple uh, tests run on me. Uh, everything come back good, but I put a uh, loop recorder in, which is like a heart monitor. Mm-hmm. He put it in, but he told me how to play, so God bless. But, yeah, you know, Isaiah, uh, you had a... Uh, uh, with your heart condition and everything like that, you, you had to miss a few games, and you know that's always hard to do uh, your senior year. Uh, so, uh, just talk to us a little bit about uh, you, you did finally get to return to the court here. Uh, I, I believe it was uh, uh, against Mingo Central there a, a little while ago. So, uh, if you don't care, just talk to us a little bit about what it was like, you know, coming back after uh, you know the, uh, uh, the the that scare that you had there there a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it felt great coming in from Mingo Central. I mean, it was a great environment. And just hearing the fans screaming for me, it it felt amazing just knowing that I had all the support from both sides. That's when I yeah, you know, uh, like you said, uh, just uh, uh, coming back here. It is your senior year. Uh, Westside, very talented team, uh, team that has a, a chance to make a good run. So, uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, uh, just what you're planning. Uh, you know, what you what to expect, and uh, are, are you uh, full strength, full health, uh, ready to go here for the sectional regional tournament coming up here uh, next week? Uh, yeah, but uh, my coach is. Uh, Got a restriction on me. I'm just playing minutes here and there, but uh, I'm, I feel healthy. I feel good, and uh, I'll be able to play uh, Tuesday against Wyoming East. Yeah, you know Isaiah, uh, just uh, playing against Wyoming East. Uh, I'm sure that is a uh, that's a rivalry game for Westside, an in-county rivalry game, if I'm not seriously mistaken. Uh, uh, so talk to us. Uh, talk to us just a little bit. Uh, 
against, uh, you know, you've got, I guess that is the sectional tournament. So talk to us a little bit about uh, uh, the rest of the team. And uh, you are a senior. I'm, I'm uh, guessing you're also one of the captains, one of the leaders of this team. Uh, tell us what you've told uh, your guys uh, to get them ready, especially here for this, uh, for this next few games. Well, uh, last time we played Holy Day State Beaters, and I told our guys, I said, we don't want to go out uh, make it to the state tournament. We don't want to be the first round of the section. I told them, let's just play hard and play rough. I mean, Corey Hatfield, I mean, he's a dominant. He's a presence down in on the inside. we got Shane Jenkins, uh, elite school. Jackie Bellis can score the ball well. I mean, we go deep in our bench. Travis Cooks, uh, he helps a lot. He's a, he's a good player. Elijah Pugh, he's down right now, but uh, I'm expecting him to be back three days. But uh, it's going to be a good game. Well, listen, Isaiah, we 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 kind of think you're a medical miracle that you that you've had the uh the the hardships you've had and and it sounds like that you haven't let them slow you down you you jump right on it because you hear about athletes and a lot of times when they come back from an illness an injury or something as serious as a heart condition uh, they're very cautious very hesitant it sounds to me like you've gone pretty full board so congratulations to you and man we uh Hope you uh, keep healthy and keep at it, and, and uh, let's, let's see if you can just keep on rolling to Charleston, my friend. I appreciate it. All right, Isaiah Lester, uh, senior player at Westside High School. Man, what a story, Jordan, and you you, uh, you you had the most of the information on that. And sounds like he's got a great spirit about him. Yeah, you know he did. Uh, uh, we Tug Valley High School, you know, the, my old high school, uh, we faced Westside there not too long ago there, and uh, we did a, a little thing there before him before the ball game. Uh, he came down, uh, and uh, we did recognize him and his family and uh, did have prayer with him before the ball game. So uh, just a great family, a great kid, and uh, all of us are definitely hoping for the best for him. You always like to see that when the visiting team gets involved. That makes these players uh, feel so much better about the situation that, you know, you guys welcoming the floor and and prayed for him and so Mm -hmm. forth. Well, that's our first hour here on Basketball Friday Night. We'll be back just a couple moments with hour number two. And uh, we, uh, we're we going to have all those battle, those uh, sectional scores. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll uh, have that. Um, have We had one we, were, we had one score that we were waiting for. So hopefully we will check and see. And hopefully we'll have a few uh, uh, boys' scores as well. So uh, well, Coming up uh, in our next hour is John Schlunsford, head coach of Braxton County, Dave St. Peter, WRRR in St. Mary's. And we've even got... Big Daddy, Ron Epling. Well, he needs, to get, he needs to get here. This is Basketball <laughs> Friday Night on the, on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates carrying Basketball Friday Night tonight, including Network West Virginia. If you have Suddenlink, you can find us statewide on Network West Virginia. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, 
Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM. 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVLW in Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hampton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP Edmund Beckley. Tune for You. Yap Radio 101.7 FM WYAPLP Clay and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find us in the Huntington region on Comcast Channel 25. We're also on RSN Sports Facebook page on Facebook Live. A proud supporter of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum honors the father of black history and serves as a forum for issues of importance to Marshall University and the tri-state area. For more information about the Lyceum's major events during February, visit marshall.edu slash woodsonlyceum. That's one word, W-O-O-D-S-O-N-L-Y-C-E-U-M. And follow its tweets about an interactive presentation by a Carter G. Woodson relative. Dr. Craig Woodson, who will teach children how to make drums, as is done in Ghana, on Wednesday, February 28th. The Lyceum is a joint program of the John Deaver Drinko Academy and the School of Journalism and Mass Communications at Marshall University. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. And welcome back to Basketball Friday Night uh, here in, uh, on the, in the studios of WMUL and uh, Bill Cornwell, Jordan Mounts, and uh, for some reason, Ryan Epling is on the phone on hold. I don't know what's going on there, but we'll get to Ryan here in a few minutes. But we know you're here for scores, and let's take a look at the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. In girls' sectional finals, we have one, all the scores in from across the state and all the games that were played tonight. In AAA, it was Wheeling Park over John Marshall, 63-46. George Washington, the Patriots, down the Lady Red Dragons, 59-52. It was Woodrow Wilson over Greenbrier East, 67-63. Parkersburg South down Crosstown Rival Parkersburg, 68-59. It was Cabell Midland downing and defeating the Spring Valley Timberwolves tonight, 51-45. Frankfurt over Kaiser, 56-46. It was Fairmont Senior falling to North Marion tonight, 60-52. Nicholas County. Defeats Roan County 71-34. It was Wayne, or the Wayne Pioneers rather, over the Winfield Generals 52-39. 
Wheeling Central over Cameron tonight, 57-32. It was Magnolia down in Ritchie County, 58-34. Charleston Catholic, this is a final, defeats Pocahontas County, 27-25. That is a a final score. Medit Bridge falls to Summers County tonight, 61-35. St. Joe, the Lady Irish, defeats Sherman tonight, 93-29. And Lincoln County falls to the Logan Wildcats, by a score of 42 to 30. We have a couple scores in. Only one final on the boys' side. I think a lot of these games may have been postponed or even canceled tonight. But Independence, the Patriots defeat Liberty Raleigh 53-46. And we still have a third quarter score in that uh, Riverview Pikeview game. And it's 38-37 in favor of Riverview. And that's a look at the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. All right, let's go back to the phones. And with us is... uh... Josh Lunsford, who is the head coach of the Braxton County Eagles. And, uh, Coach, welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Hey, guys. Thanks for thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, Coach, uh, this is a night uh, of preparation for you guys. Uh, I'm sure I know you're looking ahead to a big week next week. Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, uh, you know, we, we're looking at uh, tomorrow night trying to figure out who we're going to play on Tuesday. And, uh and, you know, obviously we're going to be down and watching that game. And, and uh, we've played them both. You know, we've played both of them twice this season. And and uh, we're we're going to see what we can do. I mean, hopefully things haven't changed and we're able to pull out the win. But if it isn't, then, you know, we, we, we see what we have to adjust on Monday come practice. Coach, you've had a successful season, 18-4, uh, and four, and you're the number one seed in your section. And like you said, you know those uh, teams, Clay County and Roan County, probably pretty well as they are the number four and five seed, and you'll play the winner of that game. Like you said, they play tomorrow night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, both of those teams are in our conference. We see them, you know, twice a year at least. And, and uh, you know, the the thing that we know already is that, uh, you know, the, both of them are playing well. Both of them are very well coached. And, and you know, we're trying to go in and, uh, you know, we're, we're we're just trying to continue to what we've what we've had what we've done all year, and and that's all we can do as, as far as the team goes, and, and you know, like I say, we'll we'll be down there tomorrow watching and and uh, and and seeing seeing what we have to adjust if we need to adjust anything on our side for for Tuesday. Of course, on the other side of the bracket, uh, Lewis County takes on Herbert Hoover, and the winner of that game will play Nicholas County, and then hopefully you'll get the winner of that game uh, next Friday night. Well, that's that's what we're hoping for. You know, that's that's our whole goal with all this. Is it's, it's a blessing being able to get the the buy on this first round, and it's something that we haven't known yet. Uh, not something I haven't known as a head coach. So, um, it's 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 a blessing to be able to to be able to, to rest these young men and 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 wait until this until we heat. It's a blessing to see who we get to play. You know, normally we know first round that we're going to go in and. The last few, the last four or five years, we've known who we we're going to play the first season or, or the first round, and and uh, it's nice to it's nice to be able to have that night off. I guess is the best way to say it. Coach, uh, you know it's a good chance. And of course, the, in the the top seed and the other is Nicholas County, and you split a game with them, and you, you actually played them back to back in a couple close games. Uh, your thought on the Grizzlies? Hey, listen, that that. That that Nicholas County team is one of the most talented teams we're going to see all year, and and when I say that, uh, a lot of people kind of take that lightly. Uh, I, I remember a game in the Waco Center this year. Uh, we were playing um, 
and Nicholas County was playing Bridgeport, and, and I heard a couple of Bridgeport parents kind of snickering because Bridgeport was down, or Bridgeport was up uh, 15 points at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and, and they said, well, it's going to be a blowout. And, and, and I kind of laughed because I've seen this team before. You know, I mean, I, I know what they're capable of. They're never out of a ball game. You know, they're extremely talented. Man, they can score points in bunches. And, and you know, they ended up coming down and, and losing or losing on the last, you know, the last second. I think they lost by three that game and, and you know, ended up making up all that difference. I think it went six for eight from the three-point line in that, in that quarter. And that's, that's the type of team you're dealing with against Nicholas. I mean, you know, they're extremely talented. They've got all these talented athletes and, and uh, you know, all you can do is, is show up and play them. You know, play defense on them and and uh, and hope your guys are, are there ready to, to bring everything that they've got that evening. And if you're not, hey, listen, it, it does, it's going the other way. Coach Jordan Mounts here. Uh, you know, you've you got the number one seed. You've got the bye in the tournament. Uh, just talk to us a little bit about what you're going to do with that extra amount of time that you're allotted there having that bye week. Uh, what do you do with your team to, to make sure that they're ready here uh, to face that uh, to face the winner of uh, Clay County and Roan County there on uh, the 27th? Well, the very first thing we did is we had games on Monday night and Tuesday night. We had our our, section, our conference championship on Monday night against Ravenswood and play, turned right around on Tuesday and played Charleston Catholic. And, and you know, those are both two pretty talented teams. And and the, the very first thing I did was get the boys off on Wednesday. And it's something that uh, that I've never done as head coach. I mean, this is the first year that I've had the luxury to be able to look look at these, these group of kids that I have and, and be able to give them a day off to rest. And and you know when you get late late in the season, you've got a bunch of kids that are that are nursing sore knees and are nursing sore ankles and, and those kind of things. And that's the first thing we did. You know, we I gave them Wednesday off, and and we came in Thursday in the day and 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 was able to, to to basically work on doing us. I mean, that was our first thing. Is we have certain things that we're working on this time of year that that uh, you know we was we had the luxury of being able to come in with, with not knowing who we're going to play and so we didn't have to worry about who it was we didn't have to game plan we didn't have to do anything and we could just work on on things that we wanted to do that that's the first thing so so monday monday's our big practice you know monday's the day when we know who we're going to play and what we've got to prepare for on tuesday well josh we appreciate you spending a little time with us man you've had a great uh, you've had a great uh, regular season but you know as they say it's O and O now. It's almost like the all, all <laughs> a new season. And it's, a, it's a new season, and basically everything you've worked for for three months, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's now a risk. So, uh, best of luck next week, my friend. I appreciate it. You know, that's what we told the boys. We, we told them that uh, you know, I, I, I worked with a, a man that basically taught me pretty well everything I need to know about coaching, or everything I've known about coaching. Is, is Rick Frame was up here for Braxton for for. Many, many, many years, and Rick always said, "He said these are always practice games. You know, you've got you've got 22 practice games every year, and um, none of it matters. You know, you can be undefeated, or you can be you know a three win team whenever you come into this postseason, and it's all about peaking at the right time. And 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 that's what we've tried to do all year is peak, get these boys to peak at the right time, and and continue to to press and and want to want to want to improve every night. And, and that that's what we've that's what I've been our goal all season." Josh Lunsford, head coach of the Braxton County Eagles. Uh, uh, they'll be going into uh, boys' uh, AA sectional play next week. Appreciate him being with us. And right now, we go to our missing cohort, the big daddy himself, the the uh, the, the, the main, main host of this show, where Ryan Epling. And where, where are you? Where in the heck are you, my friend? 
Well, I am uh, currently about uh, two minutes away from walking into the studio oh. with you. <laughs> good. So, uh, what, what, what? So I will be there shortly, but uh, no, I, I actually, uh, you know, Wayne tonight, uh, the big big night for Wayne girls basketball, winning the sectional tournament. And by the way, the doors are locked together. But anyway, um, winning the sectional tournament, uh, big win over Winfield, and uh, just seeing what that meant for that community and, and watching a Wayne team cut down the net. That's the first time I've ever watched the Wayne team cut down the net. And uh, it, it's just, you know, it's a special night out there. And uh, I got to kind of take that in and enjoy that. And it was just, uh, you know, a great night. I was going to say, they never had, they never had to get the, the uh, scissors out of the drawer at Wayne <laughs> to cut nets down. They, maybe they didn't know where they'd find them. So uh, I'm, I'm glad oh, that happened. Oh, they, 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 were, they were ready to go tonight. Awesome. Um, they had. They had the ladder uh, set up. They were ready to go. Well, that's amazing, and uh, I know you'll have some more to tell us when you when you get in here momentarily. But uh, um, congratulations, to the pioneers, and, and and what a story and what a role that they are on. What a role! Uh, tw- Twenty-two straight wins now. Um, you know they lost the second game of the season against George Washington by three in the. Um, Barbara J. Marone, key player shootout at Tulsa High School. And, uh, you know, then they were able to come back and, uh, you know, they've been 122 in a row now, 23 and 1 in the season. <laughs> Look at this. And, and, uh, this is modern technology at its fine. And, and he, he's actually talking to us on the phone when he's on in the studio saying, just get out of the shot. <laughs> we'll, 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 let, we'll let you on shortly. I'm just saying, I, I need to get a chair here eventually, right? Yeah, we'll yeah you, you will get a chair. You know, maybe. Let's, maybe. We, well, I'm going to kick him off, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 uh, Good, good story about Wayne, and and, and congratulations to them. And, and we joke, but but uh, really happy for Wade Williamson, and uh, I know what a what a struggle it's been. Both, but you know Wayne's been. That's a football school. Everybody, yeah. it's a football mm-hmm. school. Not and, right now. And, and, ne- and never has been baseball. given credit. There have been good individual basketball players at Wayne High School over the years. Mm-hmm. Been some darn good ones, but they've never been able to get it either boys or girls side as a team. Well. Girls' side, they got it going, and they got it going big time now. So, congratulations to them, and now they will get a chance to, to host a regional final next week. And, and uh, I would say, if you're in Wayne, West Virginia, you better get there early because you ain't going to get a seat if you don't get there early. Because <laughs> I, I know the way Pioneer fans are, and they will come out in droves to support this one. Because it's because it's almost like in football. It's time to circle the wagons for the pioneers. <laughs> that is uh, of Wayne their, High School. That's their favorite uh, slogan. Well, we, we, circle we, the ride. We got to credit some of our TV veteran brethren for that one. But uh, um, that uh, that is very much the way it's going to be. We're going to take another break right now. Our our first break here on in uh, hour number two. We will be back. Uh, more coaches, more callers, more scores. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. The Marshall University Sports Journalism degree is designed for you to find a job to put your knowledge and training to work after graduation. 
The program allows for students to concentrate in one of three exciting areas, print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on real-life experiences that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback and career-launching advice. Marshall has 15 varsity teams that afford sports journalism majors the opportunities to cover them in any media format, including text, online, photo, radio, and video. Hands-on experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and Hurt TV, as well as communications campaigns, off-campus internships, and an expansive alumni network in all areas of expertise. The Marshall University School of Journalism is ready and eager to help you start your sports media career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us tonight. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Join us online for this week's poll question. And the question, should counties be allowed to play and practice during a work stoppage? Tell us what you think. Vote yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com and you'll find the poll question on the right-hand side of the page. You've got till 11.45 tonight. We'll share the results at the end of the show this evening. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Christian Baskin, David O'Leary, and the Paw Paw Pirates. Thank you for being part of the basketball family. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Feels nice to have a seat again, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, so happy to be here and so happy to have you with us as well. Along with Joe Linville, Jordan Mounts, Bill Cornwell will rejoin us a little bit later on. Uh, of course, our resident referee, Bo Anderson, is uh, lurking around the <laughs> studios tonight. So. He thought he'd come in and get on early, and we still got him on hold. Yeah, we've got, yeah, we, we got him on hold away from here. But uh, in just a couple of minutes, we will talk with uh, Dave St. Peter, WRRR, about the Magnolia-Ritchie County girls game. And we'll talk with Michael Jebbia, head coach of the Willing Park Boys basketball squad. But right now, and it's a nice time to just kind of jump right in here, it's time to introduce you to our Standout Athlete of the Week. This week's Standout Athlete of the Week is Cole Whitted, who is from Philip Barber High School. Uh, he's, a, he's a young man who started playing basketball for the Colts as a sophomore. And uh, he said that uh, you know, scoring and rebounding, obviously, is something that he said is something that he's been able to pick up on. He's averaging a double-double, though. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about him specifically in a moment, but... Uh, Joe, for Philip Barber, that, that's a basketball program that it kind of fluctuates. That's one right. that seems to have a good team every two or three years. Uh, they will make the state tournament run uh, occasionally. Uh, I remember a few years ago as an eight seed, they took a top seed Oak Hill team right down to the wire, and that was an Oak Hill team that went on to win a double-A state title that season. Uh, so, uh, so for Cole Whited, uh, Joe, this is a, you know, a, a basketball team that while I don't know if people associate 
Philip Barber with basketball success is still a good, solid basketball program. Absolutely. You know, they finished up the regular season 18-3 and three and uh, just having a phenomenal season this year. I know they've made a couple trips down south uh, to take on some teams down in my area. So, you know, they, they've been across the state. Uh, as well as playing, you know, some of the regional schools up in uh, up in that uh, north central part of the state. And I think the the one that kind of helped open eyes in terms of uh, how good they were on a state on a state scale was their victory over Logan, a ten point win over the Wildcats uh, in Philippi. So uh, Cole Whited, our standout athlete of the week, Luke Creasy, has more. With each new day comes another chance to learn. Some individuals learn by doing. Others learn by observing those around them. Some can do both. Philip Barber's Cole Whited carefully observed his senior leaders during his first two years of high school basketball and now uses what he learned to be the leader he once looked up to. Whited's abilities to learn new skills and step up as a senior after those who influenced him had moved on makes him this week's basketball Friday night in West Virginia standout athlete of the week. When Whited began playing basketball for the Philip Barber Colts in his sophomore year, he had a lot to learn. That year, the seniors on the team would provide valuable lessons for Whited that would lay the foundation for the player he would soon become. Even my sophomore year, my role was obviously smaller, but my seniors that year really taught me a lot. I remember Troy Lawson, he's the one that taught me to be physical and how to use my body to rebound and stuff. And then just being able to watch like David and Austin how they score the ball and stuff. I don't know. I just think bits and pieces of everyone's game, I feel like. That's helped me grow. Uh, you got to watch the game. Scoring and rebounding became second nature for Whited in his junior year. Averaging a double-double for the season, Whited quickly grew into a dependable piece of the Colts' both offensive and defensive efforts. Now an upperclassman, he had the opportunity to begin to show his abilities his junior year. The potential was obvious but Whited had yet to learn how to teach those skills to his other teammates. Austin and Spencer were great last year. Uh, they provided a lot. Uh, they spoke with us well. They kept us level-headed and everything. And uh, I have some teammates who are passionate, and sometimes they get a little out and get fired up, so I just have to tell them to keep their calm. And uh, I try to lead by example along with being able to talk to them all. Learning from those seniors and seeing now the full influence those seniors had on him – it was up to Whited to use what he learned to teach and lead the Philip Barber Colts into the upcoming season. Now a senior, Whited has put into action the skills he has watched each of the past two seasons. Whited remains a dominant force on the boards and in the scoring column, but now he realizes his teammates are now learning from him, just as he once learned from other teammates. Other uh, coach, he gets us all ready to go and fired up. Uh, he comes out the game plan stuff, and I just feel like it's my job to execute whatever he tells me. And I feel like as a leader this year, I feel like if I start to play harder, if I play better in the second half, my team will rally around me, and then we'll all play together better. And why did high school basketball career is quickly winding down as postseason play is just around the corner? Why did hopes to use his experience, physical play, and communication skills he's developed over the past three years to guide the Philip Barber boys all the way to a state championship in Charleston, but also to prepare next year's Colts seniors to step up in the same way he has this season. For Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, I'm Special Correspondent Luke Creasy. Thank you very much, Luke, and um, again, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how um, things go for Philip Barber in the postseason. That's, that's one of the scenes that's interesting to me mm-hmm. to, to, to follow along.
Yeah, you know, if you've got a team that, that, that doesn't – isn't consistently in the the state tournament mix to have a good team and making a push here it's kind of a cinderella story and cinderella stories are always fun to watch and to get to watch that just to get to watch them play out is uh something special uh also and um I mean, I feel like I'm like I said, I'm just kind of joining in here in the middle of everything, <laughs> so uh, I, I gotta get my bearings here, but uh I heard about the situation in Harrison county yeah mm-hmm. come on. I mean, really, I mean, why punish one county, actually two schools, you know, out of 124 yep. schools across the state over over this issue when the other 54 county mm-hmm. superintendents are going along with what the teacher said? You know, they said, we're walking out. Go ahead and play sports, especially the wrestling tournament and the girls' yep. sectionals. We don't want to have any bearing on that. And then you've got one superintendent that comes out and pulls the plug on the games. And, you know, Joe, uh, the – coach that we talked to he made a very valid point right there you know it's it's supposed to be 50 uh, 55 strong well you know if you've got this one county that that is holding off like that even if it is something you know such as high school sports or whatever it it, it, it does lessen the strength uh of uh, the one uh united firm there going against uh, uh, uh a, a certain field that they, they feel is very important and you know i look at you know how can we get around that is there a way to get around that well uh, some I, parents I are going to court or have already right. been to court you know. so right i, I, just, I just but it's unfortunate they have to do that you know because yeah. like you said the other 54 counties mm-hmm. are going along with the game plan and, yeah. yeah and like you were saying you know high school athletics are such a uniting front you know they do divide us at times whenever there is a rivalry in uh that in play there at times but you know it, it does unite us as one because you know ultimately we are we're all sports fans in the end, and that's just you know that's it. For for lack of a better term, they just it, it pulls us all together, you know. And it has been a, a, an interesting situation with uh, the way the schedules have been affected. We'll go to Dave St. Peter in a moment at WRR. Let's go to Michael Jebbia, head coach of the Willing Park Patriots, right now. And uh, Coach Jebbia, thanks for hanging with us here tonight. And I know uh, your ball club had a trip into the Charleston area uh, planned for this weekend. Those yeah. plans now canceled. Yeah, we uh, we were supposed to play Hurricane tonight, and uh, with the work stoppage, we had we had no transportation to get there. We are allowed to play uh, tomorrow against South Charleston. Okay, so uh, the so that game will go on at South Charleston, correct? Yeah, at the community center, one o'clock. So uh, we're, we're able to get that one in. So we'll. I think both us and South Charleston will end up with 21 uh, regular season games. Okay. Your ball club is 13-7, and seven, the top seed in Region 1, Section 1. That means that you get a bye. And the way, you know, that you'll, you'll wait the John Marshall-Brooklyn. I know that's what you worry mm-hmm. about. But on a, grand, on, a, on a bigger scale, we look at the fact that with AAA having 29 teams and the attempts to keep the postseason – uh, uniform across all classes, despite the different yeah. numbers of teams, you've got, you've just got to win one game to get to Charleston. In in, in effect, I know. I mean, you got double A and single A that have to go through a journey there with a lot of teams. And then uh, when the realignment came out, we had twenty nine teams. So um, you know, this is the first time in a long time it's been back to us, Brooke and John Marshall. So uh, we've played each of those teams, uh, you know, two times each. And uh, John Marshall and Brooke are both 
both solid teams, and we'll just have to wait that and, and go from there. But uh, we, you know, we'll worry about tomorrow first, and then we'll we'll start to prep for that section obviously Monday. Coach, it's Joe Lanville, and I asked a coach earlier, and I'm going to ask you the same question: with only three teams in your sectional, is that an advantage or disadvantage? Uh, I look at it, I guess, as an advantage. You know, you don't have to worry. Sometimes that Wednesday first round sectional game can can really be nerve wracking. So we get to uh, have a buy for that, and then look mm-hmm. forward to playing Friday. So, um, you know, when they came out with the alignment, this was the, the card, we, the hand we were dealt. So, um, and we're very familiar, obviously, with John Marshall and Brooke. They're, they're rivals, and you know, they'll play Wednesday. We'll get a look at that, and, and then go from there. And your basketball teams, I mentioned 13-7, and seven, is once uh, last two over Indian Creek, Ohio, and East Fairmont. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, to me, your team and Morgantown perhaps played the most challenging in-state schedules in AAA. And I know yeah. that's no accident. No, uh, Morgantown played a very, very tough schedule as well as we, we did. The thing is, if you look at our seven losses, we've lost to three schools. Um, mm-hmm. University, Parkersburg South, and, and Morgantown. And at times throughout those those three teams, we played all of them at tough at some point. University um, a couple weeks ago, you know, handled us very well at home. But they, they have a, a very good ball club, and I, I think quite possibly the best player in the state, uh, Cade Matheny, uh, although he's just a sophomore. So, yeah, we, we're hoping to preps us for the tournament, but we've always played a pretty good schedule at Wheeling Park. Uh, and also, you know, I do want to mention, their schedules are better for having your team on them also. Um, and, Coach, uh, again, obviously at a school like Wheeling Park where you, you go back to the Sam Andy days, you know, the state tournament is the, uh, I won't say expectation, but it's, it's the goal of everybody. But I think, you know, at a school such as Wheeling Park, um, maybe it's almost more expected there than, than at other places. I agree, and when and I played for Coach Andy, and when our school opened in 1976, he made basketball very important the first year. Wheeling Hyde won the state championship in 76. Warwood had a good team. Tridelphia had a good team. So you guys know sometimes consolidation doesn't go well. Well, the first year Wheeling Park, they went 21-0. and They were number one in the state, and they got beat by uh, Clarksburg WI, I believe it was, Jeff Schneider in the first round of the state. So from that very first year, we've had good tradition. Uh, we've been to the state tournament 21 times out of the 41 years we've been in existence. But we haven't been there since 2012. We lost in this regional game, uh, you know, a few times. It, at the hands of Morgantown, it seems like, um, you know, a few of those games. And obviously, again, the Wheeling Park Patriots at 13-7. and seven. Coach, uh, you know, like you said, you know, your opponents coming out of the Section 2, uh, you're very familiar with as well. And uh, how did how do, you know, I know you're – obviously can look down the road a little bit or in the back of your mind, I'm sure, you know, most coaches do, uh, a very tough region to come out of, uh, period. It is. And in, in university, you know, the last two to three years has really, really come on. And, of course, Morgantown has been probably quite possibly the best program in the state the last couple of years, undefeated in the 2016, almost in the state finals last year. So um, we've got to win, win that sectional game first to try to give ourselves a home game. Uh, you know, in that regional finals. He's taking one step at a time, but there's no doubt if you're looking at Morgantown University, more than likely coming out of that. Always love the postseason. It's the best time of year. Yeah. Michael Jebby, right. one more regular yeah. season game uh, tomorrow with the trip to yeah. South Charleston. We, we greatly appreciate you joining us here on the show, and we wish you and the Patriots, as always, the best of luck. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. Enjoy All right. the evening. All right.
All right, thanks so much. Thanks. It's Michael Jebbia, head coach of the Wheeling Park Patriots boys team. And uh, before we go to break, Joe, we, we have some people to thank. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia is made possible in part by the financial support from the Dr. Carter G. Woodson's Lyceum, the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications, and, of course, WMUL-FM. Coming up after the break, we'll talk with Marcus Johnson, head coach of the Philip Barber Colts. We'll also talk with Dylan Godet of the Buccaneer Sports Network with Buckhannon Upshur. And we'll have a scoreboard update. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Join us online. Vote in this week's poll. You've got till 1145 tonight. This week's question... Should counties be allowed to play in practice during a work stoppage? Tell us what you think, yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote. And at 11.45 tonight, we'll let you know the results. Basketball Friday night, West Virginia's high school basketball voice. Many places that you can listen or watch basketball Friday night. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. We'll mention all those at the top of the hour. But you can go to basketballnight.com. Click on our affiliates page at the bottom, and you can find the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube by going to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. If you want to watch us on Facebook, go to the RSN Sports Facebook page, and you can watch us on Facebook Live. And we're on Periscope. Twitter, at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup on Periscope. On cable, if you have Sudden Link in West Virginia, you'll find us on Network West Virginia. In the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. If you're watching right now, you see all kinds of game and fan pictures. We'd like to feature them in our video stream. Send us your pictures to Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can also send them to us by Facebook. Go to the RSN Sports Network Facebook page and send your pictures there. You can even send them to us by email. Send them to scores at basketballnight.com. Give us your best pictures of your team and their fans and become a part of basketballnight.com. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.33 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Bill Cornwell back with us here. We'll, we'll have Jordan Mounts also with we're, us. We're alternating. Yes, and uh, Joe Linville with us as well. And... I want to say in advance a big thank you to Jordan and a big thank you to both of you guys for um, allowing me to just kind of relax and enjoy not the have, evening and not have to rush in here. And you guys say, you know, yeah. what, just take care of it, just enjoy it. I appreciate that. Yeah, people who, who listen and watch watch this program know your your loyalty to your alma mater and. Uh, uh, you know, we we give you a hard time about it, but congrats, I, I I I feel good for you because when basketball's going to places, it has 
never gone before. And it's big. It's, you know, it's like I said, I, I know you agree with me back in the back. There have been good individual players at Wayne, never, never teams that were really worthy. Well, now that there is one. Yeah. And, and state worthy. Absolutely. And uh, also, uh, I, I met um, Tim Lapartis tonight. He was at the game. Um, his daughter is Gabby Lapartis from uh, Wyoming East. So, um, Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Our family is uh, just expanding. Un- it's unending. It's like the family tree that never ends. It's exploding. Yes, exactly. But uh, we know that you're not here to really listen to us talk about ourselves. You're here to listen for scores and to get all the, the, the celebration of high school basketball across the state of West Virginia. So now it's time for a check of the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Joe, we'll let you knock out the first. Uh, the, the triple A girls scores. I'll take the double A, and then we'll give Bill the single A girls and the and the boys scores. All right. Uh, in Region One, Section One, Triple A, Wheeling Park knocks off John Marshall tonight, sixty three forty six. In Region Three, Section One, it was George Washington, the Patriots, over the Lady Dragons of St Albans, fifty nine fifty two. It was the Woodrow Wilson Plain Eagles over Greenbrier East in Region 3, Section 2, by a score of 67-63. Big game in Parkersburg tonight. The Patriots of Parkersburg South knock off the Big Reds 68-59. And Campbell Midland, the Lady Knights, knock off the Timberwolves of Spring Valley 51-45. Double-A girls sectional finals tonight. It was in section in Region 1, Section 1. Frankfurt wins the Mineral County battle over Kaiser, 56-46. Region 1, Section 2, it was North Marion, 60, Fairmont Senior, 52. That means in the regional co-finals, it will be Fairmont Senior at Frankfurt, and Kaiser, the only team to beat North Marion, will travel to North Marion on Thursday night. Yes, it is. And also tonight in AA Region 2, Section 2. It was Nicholas County 71, Roan County 34. Region 4, Section 1. Wayne defeats Winfield tonight. 52-39. Lady Pioneers win the sectional title. Also tonight, a score that we don't have in here. I guess we do. Sorry. I was just late on it. Logan comes from behind. They were trailing at halftime. They come back and beat Lincoln County tonight. 42 to 30. So Logan wins double A region four section two. That sets up Lincoln County at Wayne Thursday night and Winfield traveling to Logan. All right, single A scores first off in the region one section one. Uh, Wheeling Central beats Cameron 57-32. Uh, region one section two. It was Magnolia 58, Ridgey County 34. On to region three section one. It was Charleston Catholic with a last second shot. Charleston Catholic beats Pocahontas County at Pocahontas County, 27-25. Jordan Keener went coast-to-coast with eight and a half seconds left to give the Catholic Irish the win over Pocahontas County in that uh, in that uh, Region 3, Section 1, Single-A sectional final. It's the Region 3, Section 2. It was Summers County, uh, certainly a team that's used to winning in sectionals. They, they beat uh, Metal Bridge 61-35. And uh, finally... In Region 4, Section 2. No shocker here is the Huntington St. Joe Irish all over the Sherman Tide by a score of 93 to 29. Let's check what boys' scores we do have because it is limited uh, for various reasons, including the 
from what we understand, the, the, the work stoppage uh, uh, for the teachers. But we do have a couple of finals. And uh, Independence beat Liberty Raleigh tonight, 53-46 Riverview over Pikeview by a score of 55-54. to That is a check of your Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. And uh, the only game that we didn't have a score from is a game that was postponed in case you've just tuned into the show. The Lincoln Cougar Bridgeport Indian Girls uh, Region and Class AA Region 2 Section 1 game has been postponed, possibly canceled, because the superintendent of schools of Harrison County said that there could not be any extracurricular activities tonight. So, uh, you know, a lot going on in Harrison County tonight uh, as far as girls basketball. And, um, you know, as far as we know, unless the court gets involved, they would have until Wednesday night to have that game played because the AA co-regional games are Thursday night. I think the SSAC put a little filler out this evening. They may let it go to Monday. Not sure they'll let it go all the way to Wednesday. Okay, and that's... Absolutely. Something has to be decided is basically the way it's looking. Monday at the very, very latest. Well, again, a team that we mentioned earlier is having a great season is the Philip Barber Colts. Marcus Johnson is the head coach of that boys' basketball team. He joins us now on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And uh, first off, Coach Johnson, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Your Philip Barber Colts are 18 and three on the season, and uh, coming out of a, an area that is, that is traditionally very strong in boys basketball. Uh, just tell me about how this season has gone compared to maybe any expectations that you had coming into this season. Um, you know, we we thought we were going to be pretty good. I mean, we we had three guys that were returning from last year's team that went 22 and four and. You know, we had a pretty good nucleus of uh, guys that were coming back. And, you know, we tried to match everybody in along with those guys. And, and so far, you know, everything's worked out pretty good for us. I mean, everybody's learned how to play with each other, learning their roles, and, and just playing as, you know, as one as a team. So, uh, you know, I think every we expect it to be good and expect it to play well. So, you know, as of right now, we've, we've accomplished a lot with this group of uh, guys. And, Hopefully just, you know, continue. Well, your boys' basketball team has been all over this great state of West Virginia this year. You've played games in Ripley. Uh, you've played a game uh, also in, uh, in Mingo Mingo's County, Center, I guess, yep. Mingo Central. Um, you know, played, obviously, in, in the, uh, you know, Philippi area, but also a trip to Short Gap to Frankfurt. So you've been in just about every part of this state. Does that help you uh, get to see just, uh, you know, Basketball there is played a little bit different throughout the state in terms of from region to region. Yeah, I mean, when we played, uh, like Logan came up here and played in a over Christmas break, and you know we was wanting to get a look at Logan, and you know because there's a chance that you know you'd be playing them later in the season, and and then you know Mingo had got us last year in the state champion, I mean the state tournament, so you know we. We wanted to go down there and play them, and you know, just see the environment, and you know, the, you know, they have a beautiful facility down there. But you know, just how they play. I mean, that that that's a big thing. And and with Frankfurt and Petersburg and teams like that, you know, we have to you know circulate in our section. So we have to play teams like that. But every place that you play, you play different. You know, there's different ways that you know the officials might 
my call game and, you know, from, you know, letting you guys play to not letting you play rough or, you know, so that was one main reason that we, you know, went to Mingo. We scheduled uh, Logan and, you know, like Ripley. Ripley played us in a, in a holiday tournament right at, at the very beginning in Grafton. So, you know, just seeing different teams and how they play, I mean, that's, that's what you want as a coach is to see different, you know, different aspects of basketball and seeing if your team can match up to us. And, then, you know, not only just the traveling part, but, you know, playing here in the Big Ten Conference, I think it's one of the better conferences in the in the state, you know, with West Fairmont, Bridgeport, and RCB and teams like that, North Marion. You know, just getting given different looks to us and, you know, trying to make us a better team. Well, Coach, uh, you know, like you said, you're coming out of that uh, Class AA Region 1. Uh, of course, you're in Section 1, but I'll tell you what, that Section 2 is no pushover by any means. No, with, uh, and if you're talking about like West Fairmont and North Marion and East Fairmont, I mean, they're, I don't know much about Oakland and, and Weir, but I know the three teams that you, that I mentioned in there, I mean, we, they're pretty tough and, you know, when you have to go and play them and it counts one game and it's one game you're in or, or you're out, I mean, it makes you, it makes you figure it out real quick how important the game is. And, you know, West Fairmont's a good team. North, North Marion's a good team and, and East is a good team. So, I mean, all the, all the teams around here are pretty, are pretty decent. And Coach Johnson, one last question before we let you go. We're going to have Cole Whited on in just a moment, uh, standout athlete of the week. Um, what can you tell us about that young man? Um, you know, he he has really grown on on not only myself but everybody. I mean, Cole was a kid that if you look at him, I mean, you might pick him last, or you might, you know, he, he was on the bubble by just his appearance. I mean, he's tall and kind of dangly, and and then but when you see him play, you know how good of a player he is and how 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 important of a player he is. I mean, he just does he does things that you wouldn't think. I mean, he'll come out of a game and have a double-double or, you know, close to a triple-double. Just things that he – how he comes up with the ball and how he uses his body are things that they did 20 years ago. Like when you see kids use their body and get a three-point play, them are things that he does. And, you know, we, we always joke around with him because, you know, when you – when we first seen him when he was a freshman and a sophomore, I mean, when he came to, to my program there when he was a sophomore, you know, you look at him and you think, how in the world did he get all these rebounds or how does he score these buckets? And as you watch him play, it's it's almost like a, a little art that he does and, and how he uses his body and how he gets in position and, and how he collects the ball from somebody that might be way stronger and more athletic than he is. And when he plays, he's by far one of the better ones on the, you know, on the floor as he's playing. Philip Barber will play host to the winner of the Kaiser Grafton game. That game will be at Philip Barber in terms of Philip Barber's game Wednesday night in the Boys AA Region One Section One tournament. Coach Marcus Johnson of the Philip Barber Colts, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck to your program and team. Thank you. All right, right, and let's go right back to the phone lines. uh, We are on a jam-packed show here tonight, and uh, let's go to Jason White, head coach of the Morgantown Mohegans. And Coach White, 
Uh, it's been a while since we've got to talk about your girls' basketball program here on the show. Yeah, you know, couldn't wait to call in tonight because I haven't gotten an opportunity to talk to you guys this year and always look forward to talking to you guys. And, uh, man, we're running out of time. This season's just flown by. Uh, we, we are on the 12th week of this show already, and we, we I mean, honestly, it feels like I'm just getting just getting into the flow of things. I can't imagine what it feels like for you just coaching, and it's, it's a blur. Yeah, it goes so quick, especially this time of year. I mean, you you, you get to Christmas, and you play in that tournament, and, and then next thing you know, you're – your head's down, and you're just you're you're practiced, uh, practice to practice to practice to games, and you're on the road, and uh, man, you're just trying to win the next one. So, as a coach, man, it just goes by so quick. Your basketball team uh, coming off of a loss last night in the Region One Section Two Championship to Buchanan Upshur. Uh, that's a fantastic team. Your team's very good. That was a great game last night. Oh, the, the atmosphere was great at Buchanan. They really do a great job of supporting their, their girls' basketball program. And, uh, man, what an environment. And, you know, the lead, the way the, the way the game played out, the, the leads going back and forth, it, it probably wasn't the most beautiful basketball that's ever been played. But I'll tell you what, it was entertaining for the crowd because the score just kept going back and forth and it was anybody's game right down to the wire. And uh, I think that's all you can ask for. I know you're competitive. Uh, we've talked enough. I know you're competitive, but I also know that you love the sport. I think there's a part of you that can appreciate being a part of that, regardless of the outcome. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's good for high school basketball, and anybody who's a fan of basketball and high school basketball wants to play in those kind of environments and, and those kind of games. And you don't always get that, especially here in Morgantown. Just you know, you've got the university, and there's so many other things in the area that you don't always get gyms that are packed. And, and even when you know we had teams that were 25 and one, 26 and one, we didn't get that kind of environment. And uh, that that community spirit that they have there in Buchanan is something special. And, and they've got a really great basketball program. And Coach Maxwell does such a great job. I, mean, I respect him as much as anybody in the state. And, uh, you know, I am competitive, and, and we've played him three times, and we've gotten closer each time. And um, as competitive as I am, I, I, I hope we can get into the state tournament because I'd like to play him one more time and uh, get another crack at him. Uh, your team will be uh, will, will go to Wheeling Park in the AAA uh, Region 1 co-final next week. Coach White, sorry that we couldn't get to talk more with you, but uh, hopefully we can do this again soon. Yeah, hopefully we're talking here maybe next Friday night and talking about an opportunity to to, to maybe play in, in the Civic Center. There you go. Jason White, head coach of the Morgantown Mohegans girls basketball team. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Dylan Godet of the Buccaneer Sports Network. We'll also talk with Cole Whited, our standout athlete of the week, and Fred Persinger the second, the voice of the Woodrow Wilson Flying Eagles boys basketball team covering you statewide here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Nights in West Virginia. High school basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as the teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. 
listen online, or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that's called, sent texts, tweets, and emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us tonight on the phone and share your team's game. Call toll-free 855-784-6677, 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can text the show. Text your scores and stats to 304-249-4924, 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, and find out how you can connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com. A shout-out to some of our newest Twitter followers tonight, Ree, Shannon McDaniel, Kristen Baskin, David O'Leary, the Pawpaw Pirates, Drew Skeens, Amy Little, Cody Tomer, Corey Gerard, Dylan Hall, and Dakota Kirby. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. 10.51 on this Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Bill Cornwell with you. Fastest three hours in radio. It feels really fast for me tonight. We're almost two full hours in. I feel like I just just got here. uh, Got your pay. uh, Yeah. Half of zero is zero, right? But uh, uh, we're all good here. We have a good time here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We hope you do as well. One thing we do celebrate a along with the sport of basketball is uh, we celebrate our student athletes as well. And our standout athlete of the week this week is from Philip Barber High School. He is a big part of the success of this year's Colts basketball team, 18-3, and as they head into the postseason. Also averages a double-double. Cole Whited joins us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia and Cole first off congratulations on being this week's standout athlete of the week um, thank you it's an honor uh, tell me how you uh, got into uh, you know, playing high school basketball because you, you started your sophomore year so uh, instead of taking the traditional path of playing like all four years tell me about uh, picking the game up uh, a little bit late um, actually I played my freshman year just for the freshman team. Ah, gotcha. Okay. That, we, we got some uh, info there that, that uh, I apologize that we, we didn't have uh, clarified. But uh, nonetheless, um, you know, we understand that one of the things that you were able to do uh, your, your sophomore year, you, you kind of accepted the leadership from the seniors within that program and then had a great year last year, um, more seniors that, that went through. You've kind of been able to lead this year based off the experience of growing up the past two seasons? Um, yeah, I think learning and um, observing others is a big part of improving any, anything. So uh, being able to grow up and just watch people in front of me has really helped me develop. And I think 
just taking little bits and pieces from everyone's game can help make your game better as well. Cole, this is Joe Linville, and it impresses me when a high school player gets a double-double, much less averages a double-double. Is there a lot of pressure to keep that up uh, throughout the season? Um, I want to say it's pressure to get the double-double. I say the pressure is just making sure I can go out and uh, give everything I have and play to the best of my ability, and then if I get the double-double, it, it is what it is. I just want to go out and do my best. As the season winds down, uh, you know, you guys are, are having a, a stellar year and a good possibility that uh, your team can play into Charleston. Would that be a personal goal of yours to be able to, uh, you know, go deep into the tournament? Um, yeah, it is a personal goal. Um, at the beginning of the season, uh, Coach Johnson gave every player a little note card and had us uh, write down three goals, and we put them in our uh, locker room locker so we can see them every day. And uh, one of mine was to get back to the state tournament because I feel last year when we got there we didn't perform um, as we wanted to. So I want to get back there and uh, prove that we're better than we showed last year and then make a run and hopefully and then get to where we really want to be and that's the state championship game. Well, we, t- we talked about uh, your, your great stats as a junior. Talk about what you did with your game in the, the offseason this year coming into your senior year to, to get even better. Well, um, we always play in the summer together with uh, Randy Schauber, and uh, he, he's really helped work with us so we can play year-round, all growing up. So in the offseason, we do still go around. We play a lot. And uh, with Randy, I think has really helped develop my offensive game and uh, in the post and everything. And, uh, yeah. And the Philip Barber Colts will await the winner of the – Kaiser drafting game. Those two teams play Monday, so you have to wait until Wednesday. Uh, tell me a little bit about having this time off now before um, what is an elimination game Wednesday night. Um, well, uh, we got yesterday off. We had a light shoot around today, and uh, it's nice to let the body rest a little bit and everything, but I know going into Monday and Tuesday, uh, we're going to have to pick practice up and play hard because I don't want to go home early, uh, like I said. My end goal is to get to the state championship game. So I know Monday and Tuesday coming, I'm about to go in. I'm about to push my teammates to make sure we're ready for anything that's thrown at us. Cole, congratulations once again on being our standout athlete of the week. And we wish you and your Colts the best of luck in the upcoming sectional and whatever may happen beyond that. Uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. That's our standout athlete of the week, Cole Whited from Philip Barber High School. And, uh, Joe, uh, you can tell he's someone who um, observe it, I think is right. a good word mm-hmm. to use with him, picking up on um, the leadership of his teammates. Yeah, you can tell. He just sounds like a natural, that when once he walks out on the court, his teammates look up to him as the team leader. And it, it's always good to have one of those, especially this time of year. Uh, you want to have somebody you can kind of go to and rely on uh, when you need a big bucket. That's what Phil Barber uh, has been able to do this year. We're going to step aside and take a break. When we come back, our good buddy Dylan Godet, who poor guy's been on hold for almost Bo Anderson lengths of time. We'll have him on the program. Uh, Fred Persinger, the second uh, voice of the Flying Eagles of Woodrow Wilson boys basketball team. We'll have that and much more with Hour 3 of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
There's no better place to be than right here. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates. You can watch us statewide on Sudden Links Network, West Virginia. Cable subscribers in the Huntington area can find us on Comcast Channel 25. And we're on Facebook Live. Go to rsnsports.com to find us on Facebook Live. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, too, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWVN Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood Ripley, Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106, WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM. WVLW in Logan, Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD, Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZ, LP, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAD, LP, Clay, and Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL, in Huntington. A proud supporter of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum honors the father of black history and serves as a forum for issues of importance to Marshall University in the tri-state area. For more information about the Lyceum's major events during February, visit marshall.edu slash woodsonlyceum. That's one word, W-O-O-D-S-O-N-L-Y-C-E-U-M. And follow its tweets about an interactive presentation by a Carter G. Woodson relative. Dr. Craig Woodson, who will teach children how to make drums, as is done in Ghana, on Wednesday, February 28th. The Lyceum is a joint program of the John Deaver Drinko Academy and the School of Journalism and Mass Communications at Marshall University. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome back to the third and final hour. Welcome to the third and final hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Ryan Epling, Joe Linville, Jordan Mounts back with us here on set. We will do a full scoreboard in a moment, but we've, we've had some callers that have been waiting long enough, and we want to get them into the program. Fred Persinger in the second, WJLS Radio, uh, voice of the Flying Eagles of Woodrow Wilson, um, joins us on the program. And Fred, have you recovered yet from that uh, – game with uh, Parkersburg South earlier this week. Yeah, it was, it was a really good game. I mean, Beckley um, had their chances to win, and 
going back and forth where we saw two of the best teams in the state play. I mean, it was a, it was a great matchup. I mean, when you look at it for Parkersburg South, they go 15 of 29 from the three-point range. Beckley only hit two three-pointers all night long and still had a chance to, end, to win at the end of regulation, had a chance to win at the end of the first and second overtime, and just couldn't pull it out. But, uh, boy, it was, a, it was a great game, one of the best games I've seen in a while. And you talk about um, state tournament preparations, obviously work to do to get there, but the MSAC Night of Champions third-place game, uh, Woodrow Wilson with a 22-point win over George Washington um, a week ago uh, t- tomorrow, so uh, last Saturday, and then playing Parkersburg South at home, granted three nights later, but those are the types of teams you play when you get to Charleston. Yeah, and that's why right. when you look at Beckley's schedule all the way throughout the season, Beckley has played a very tough schedule uh, all season long, even going back to December, playing in the tournament in, in Morgantown, playing two out-of-state teams, and then coming back the next week and playing two more private schools. We're actually playing Bluefield, another private school, and uh, the WJLS tournament uh, along with Little General. And then, you know, play just throughout the year, you play in the M-Stock, you play a tough schedule, and, you know, they played Capital, they played GW twice, and, uh, so, yeah, it's been a very tough schedule. And, and then closing it out with Parkersburg South uh, was a great way to get ready for the playoffs, no doubt about it. Hey, Fred, this is Joe Linville. And now, uh, you know, you mentioned the sectionals and uh, you got Greenbrier East and, and you was just talking about uh, George Washington and, and Capital. You know, you could face those teams as well in the regionals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you look at Beckley's section right now, Beckley – uh, it's definitely the favorite in the section when you look at uh, Beckley and uh, the number two seed is Princeton, number three is Riverside, and number four is Greenbrier East. And years past, it's been Beckley and Greenbrier East being one and two, and now they'll play in the first round. So that's uh, always a scary situation. You got probably your biggest rival uh, in the first round of the sectional. But uh, playing at the Armory is good, and Beckley has played well against Greenbrier East this year. But yeah, when you look at it, uh, we were talking uh, earlier this week. When you look at the, the regions across the state, You've got the region where you've got Beckley, GW, Capital, and two of those teams will make it. And then you look in that other region where you've got Huntington, Parkersburg South, Parkersburg, where only two of those teams will make it. So, I mean, you're going to have at least two of the top, I'd say, six or seven teams in the state of West Virginia sitting at home this year because those two regions are the way they're set up. Yeah, you know, Coach, uh, Jordan Mounts here. Uh, just or Fred, sorry. Uh, here, we're looking at the, the schedule right now. Woodrow Wilson, uh, they've got Greenbrier East the first round, and directly after that uh, they're going to be looking to play in the River of Princeton and Riverside here in the sectional tournament. So uh, uh, just talk to us a little bit about uh, what to expect there in that game and also uh, after that uh, when they go on to the regional, regional to face uh, uh, one of the teams from the other section. Yeah, if Beckley wins on Wednesday night against Greenbrier East, I mean, Beckley has uh, handled Greenbrier East well. And, of course, there's a rival game, so you always have to, to worry about that. But Beckley has been, all season long, Beckley has had, uh, we're calling them the Iron Five. I and mean, the starting five for Beckley has played a lot of minutes, but they've played well. Four of the five guys are averaging in double figures. And then you've got uh, uh, Danny Bickey's averaging right at nine points per game. So the starting five, they move the ball around well. Ty Walton. Uh, is probably playing just as well, if not better, than just about anybody in the state of West Virginia on both sides of the ball. He's really playing well for this Beckley team, bouncing back from that knee injury last year. Uh, and then also you've got Mikey Penn and Eddie Christian, three seniors, along with Ty, who have been playing outstanding. Mikey Penn has scored over 20 points the last couple of games for Beckley, uh, and this has played really well. So Beckley's playing well right now. And offensively, you know, we talk about it because they score 16, 70 uh, 70 some, I think it was about 72 points per game. But defense is really where they're stepping up big time right now. And, and going back to that game against George Washington, the MSAC third place game, I mean, 
George Washington was coming off a win over Parkersburg South. They had won 10 in a row, and Dan's really scored 80 and 90 points, and Beckley holds them to 46. And a matter of fact, uh, they scored uh, only, I think, third area. They scored 32 points over three quarters. I mean, Beckley just really played lockdown defense on them, and that's what Beckley's been doing so well uh, as of late is playing defense. So, you know, looking at it from the sectional standpoint, we haven't played Princeton uh, this year because of the fact they were in the MSAC and then they just dropped out. So uh, we were not able to play them at all. And that's, you know, a rival game that's 30 miles apart that we should be playing, but we can't. Uh, so we haven't seen Princeton this year. And the Riverside, we played Riverside earlier and, and beat them handily as well. But Riverside's a better ball club. They've got a really good tall player inside. The Wood kid, 6'7 kid, is very good. But then if Beck is fortunate enough to win on Wednesday and then we know we're going to play in the regionals, you know, hopefully win that section to play at home because then you're looking at either Capital or George Washington or who knows, the way South Charleston plays at times, they could be in the mix as well. So uh, it's going to be up in the air if Beckley can get to the regionals, who exactly they'll play, and what would be that good matchup for Beckley to try to get back to the state tournament. It's a big time of year for everyone, but in the Beckley area, it's almost like a holiday. <laughs> Brett Purser in the second WJ Hellas Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right. And uh, some places where they have that tradition, it's just, you know, you can sometimes create expectations that are difficult to attain. And the history, once again, we talk about venues, the Raleigh County Armory. I mean, it is deep. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we talk about you go from a venue to an atmosphere. Right. And uh, Mm -hmm. Jason White talked about um, the great atmosphere in Buchanan, uh, earlier this week when uh, his girls fell in the um, sectional championship game to Buchanan Upshur, the top-ranked Buccaneers got the win in that one. Dylan Gooday of the Buccaneers Sports Network joins us now on the program. And uh, Dylan, I think it's safe to say there's a healthy respect within that rivalry with Morgantown. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, there is, and it's been a fantastic rivalry. All the games uh, dating back to last season where uh, – the first year for Buchanan Upshur in that, that session with Morgantown, the first game, the the Bucks fell there to Morgantown. And then ever since then, uh, they've been able to defeat them. And every single game has been back and forth. And all three of the games this season have been uh, some of the best games of the season for the Lady Bucks in terms of uh, just the product out there on the court. And it was no different um, last night. And, and always, as I mentioned, always nice to win. And that ball club has been winning uh, very at a very good rate, but um, you know you, you get that tough challenge with Morgantown in the sectional, and Morgantown may be another team that you know can be a threat for a state championship. Uh, should it be able to get to Charleston, and, and still one game to go before that would take place, but um, I think it's good to have a nice challenge before you get onto the big floor at the Civic Center. Yeah, it definitely is. And you mentioned winning in the section. Since joining the section, Lady Bucks are 13-1 and in that in that tough section there with Morgantown University and Preston. That's an impressive record. And you mentioned winning over the last two seasons. They're 47-5 and uh, in the senior group with the win. If they're able to get a win uh, on Tuesday night against John Marshall, that'll be 80 wins for them. So they, they've gotten used to winning and, and playing teams like Morgantown three times in the season definitely prepares them for teams they're going to face come tournament time. John Marshall will make the trip to Buchanan next week in a regional co-final. And, um, you know, for the Lady Bucks, this is now familiar territory. We, we've kind of talked in the past about uh, the 
building of that program but now it's the one with the target on its back and we've talked about that through the course of this year dylan but um have you seen any signs of that maybe starting to starting to wear on that team a little bit well the start to that game last night uh, was not very good one of the worst um playing starts to a, to a game that they've had i believe it, it took six minutes of close to seven minutes of game time before the Buchanan up here to get a get a shot in the basket, and they eventually did get one up. Only shot 32% last night as well. Uh, beginning to get the feeling of maybe the, the the pressure of beating this Morgantown team for a third time now, the, the pressure weighing down and from from the community and, and the state level wanting to reach that state tournament was getting to them. But then at the end of the game, Hannah McClung, who is getting that time of the year as well, uh, the player of the year consideration, her name's going to be right up there at the top. Stepped up, made big free throws, uh, ended the game making all of her free throws. They were 7 of 7 for the game and, and carried that team and a couple big plays. And next thing you know, it's the team we're used to, but can up here looking poised and confident the last few minutes of the game. And I think that was one of the important moments that they had in that game, being down uh, late in the fourth quarter for really the first time this season and being able to come through and get a win. I think that definitely prepared them for the tournament. Uh, you know, uh... Jordan Mounts here. Just uh, looking also at the at the sectional, uh, the uh, uh, Buckhannon Upshur uh, winning here against uh, Morgantown. Also, uh, Wheeling Park and John Marshall. We know how that game finished with uh, Wheeling Park winning that one. Uh, Buckhannon Upshur goes to take on John Marshall, or rather, John Marshall's coming to take on uh, uh, Buckhannon. Uh, nonetheless, uh, talk to us a little bit about what to expect in that game and uh, what what we have to look forward to for the uh, uh, Buckhannon Upshur for the Buccaneers to uh, walk away uh, with a regional championship and a trip to Charleston. Well, I think that both Burkane and Upshur and, and Morgantown were looking at that Wheeling Park John Marshall game tonight um, with, with wanting to know the outcome of it because that's uh, definitely a hostile environment there in Wheeling Park, and no team wants to make that travel. So Burkane gets, gets the win and then plays John Marshall instead of Wheeling Park. Wheeling Park one of those teams that you, you go play up there in Wheeling, anything can happen. So I think um, – they really liked the matchup there with John Marshall. That was a game, I believe, it started 22 nothing in favor of Buchanan last time those two teams played. So a matchup where they've, they've won in the past and dominated in the past. So I think that's the matchup they wanted, but that Wheeling Park matchup would have been definitely tough for the girls. Buchanan Upshur getting set to take on John Marshall next week. Dylan Godet of the Buccaneers Sports Network. Dylan, always a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. All right, and let's uh, let's talk about this for a moment um, before we go to break. The Harrison County situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, again, if you're just joining us, Harrison County superintendent not allowing the uh, girls' sectional game between Lincoln and Bridgeport to be played uh, due to the work stoppage. Wrestlers from Harrison County were permitted to take part in the state wrestling tournament in Huntington the last two days. Mm-hmm. I believe that that creates a Title IX issue. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it'll be um, – I think the judge will overrule it. I think he'll let them play, and agree, I agree with the Title IX issue. I mean, that's what's fair about it? I mean, I, you can look at it at all angles, and there's nothing fair about it. You're punishing those two girls' programs at Bridgeport and Lincoln. Uh, and, and, you know, I've, I've been going back and forth during the show even uh, with, with a buddy of mine in Parkersburg about just 
just some random, you know, ideas. Do they just do a coin flip since they're the two teams that would go to the regional anyway and just go ahead and, you know, declare one the, the sectional champion, one the sectional runner-up, and hope the work stoppage doesn't affect them. You know, it gives it would give them an extra week mm-hmm. or an extra yeah. few days. Um, you know, what do they do in that situation? I don't know. And that's going to be something to follow. Yeah. In my understanding, they're going to send uh, Nicholas County and Roan County will be your two regional right, reps. Right, yep. if they're not able to play. Right. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm looking at the standpoint of what action can Bridgeport and Lincoln continue. I know, again, you, you try to get an injunction, but... Yeah, if, if, uh, the, if the injunction's granted or not granted, you know, the SSAC is going to have to do something to extend some time for this to happen. If this, If we want this to be a true... A competition, you know, something that that the SSAC strives for is you know fair and, and legal competition between the two between the teams. Uh, There's going to have to be an extension of time because you know just trying to play back to back to back games like this is just it, it's next to impossible. And, and again, I, I can't stress enough the inconsistency in allowing. And again, it would have been a travesty in my in my mind to not allow the the wrestling the wrestlers, yeah, the wrestling, to go. right. But to allow the wrestlers to go and then not allow the girls basketball team to play—that's that's not equal footing. No, and um, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Right. And, and again, we're not here to get into a political idea of it at all. Uh, we're just—we love basketball. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. we want to see them play. We want, yeah. we want them to get their fair opportunity to advance through postseason play. And. Um, you know, and it's two that's, teams that's, that have the opportunity yeah. to go to Charleston to play for a state championship. I, I, it's a kids' game. And, yeah, yeah. And you both know that you know the ultimate goal is a state championship. If you don't get your fair shot, you know there's always going to be that question: What if? You know. And, and uh, there's so many other things I could say about that, but I'm just <laughs> not going to. We'll step aside, take a break. When we come back, our resident referee Bo Anderson in house, in house, will make an appearance. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia continues. Also, by the way, I want to tease this. We've got an exceptional story of how a young lady got to a game. (laughs) Just, you'll have to listen. This is Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. How about a chance to graduate from college not only with a diploma, but also prepare to thrive in an exciting, growing field? The Marshall University Sports Journalism Program might just be for you. The expansion of cable networks, the rise of sports-centered online platforms, and the continued thirst for local sports coverage make sports journalism a growth industry with jobs waiting for those who earn this degree. Your passion, curiosity, and charisma, coupled with Marshall University sports journalism training, will equip you for success in the multi-billion dollar global industry. So bring your abilities and the desire to be the eyes, ears, and life of the game to our Huntington campus to learn the art of sports storytelling while covering the thundering herd. We will teach you how to go beyond the scores and statistics to tell compelling stories and accurately report breaking news across multiple media platforms. Marshall University's W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more about the exciting possibilities by visiting marshall.edu slash SOJMC. 
Join us online. You've got till 1145 tonight to vote in this week's poll. The question is, should counties be allowed to play and practice during a work stoppage? Tell us what you think, yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Again, you got till 11.45 tonight. And, of course, we'll share the result at the end of the show this evening. Many thanks to all of our new Twitter followers. Thank you to Morgan Poff, Dustin Griffin, Jada, and Elizabeth Nicely. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Bill Cornwell, Joe Linville, and Ryan Epling. Coming up on 11-19 on this Basketball Friday night in West Virginia, Ryan Epling alongside Joe Linville, Jordan Mounts, and a sight I've never seen. I've known <laughs> Bo Anderson for years. A resident referee going back to... Uh, he would actually take part in basketball camps, um, going back to the Don Smith camp, uh, the Gary Norris camp, he used to be at the Huntington YMCA, he would uh, help instruct at those, and for the first time I'm seeing him in a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> well, you know, I was like Superman trying to get dressed here a second ago, um, and uh, most generally I don't wear long sleeve shirts, but, uh, you know, I'll do anything that's necessary to match up with the rest of you guys tonight, and I do have to add one thing. Uh Ryan comes in holding his cell phone and talking, and I've been sitting here for two and a half hours and still can't get on the show before him. <laughs> oh, we got teed up there. You know, we put Bo on hold even when he's here. Uh, it's just, you know, it's what we do here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. But uh, as always, we appreciate Bo taking time out to um, join us and, um, you know, take our questions on um, the way things are handled uh, in terms of. Um, the administration of the rules of basketball. Sometimes they can be a little bit tricky. And a um, couple of things that, that, that came to mind that, I, that I've witnessed over the past week. Um, one of them is probably a simple question, but I'd really never thought of it in so much uh, this, this fashion. And, and Bo, this involves a blocked shot. Um, if a player shoots say shooting a layup because this is where it's most common and maybe somebody gets a fingertip on the ball it continues on its trajectory to the basket um, off the backboard and is then blocked by a second player is that a legal block because of the first touch of the ball uh, sure, it's legal as long as the ball didn't hit the backboard and it's on its way down into the basket, and then you would have uh, basket interference. Uh, but yes, you know, a second touch on the ball is a legal play. That is a legal block as long as, again, it's not basket interference or goaltending involved. Uh, the field goal attempt, you know, technically is not finished even with the touching of the basketball. Uh, so, therefore, you have an opportunity to still score. So, therefore, you have an opportunity to have basket interference or goaltending or a second shot block in the same, in the same shot. <laughs> so, uh, that's something that, I, you know, that seems simple, right. but I hadn't really thought of it. Right. Uh, 
Bo, I'm going to give you a two thumbs up on the look tonight. So. Hey, well, I'll tell you what. You better take a good look around because it's about the only time you see me this way. Anyway, I've got a question for you. As the season winds down and, you know, some teams have had stellar seasons, some teams not so good, sportsmanship, do you see an improvement or maybe a little more unsportsmanlike conduct as the season rolls into the final two or three games well again you know it's all up to the individual players and the coaches have a lot of control over their teams um and you'll find if they are uh good coaches of sportsmanship then it don't matter what the records are or what the game is being played they'll still expect the same out of their players um the only thing i try to remind people especially like let's say this week being the last week of boys regular season if i do a game i try to remind them at the end of the game hey guys let's not do anything silly out here to get thrown out of the game or to get your second technical and get ejected for that let's try to not to hurt your own teams when it comes time for sectionals to get started next week for the boys. And uh, same way with the girls. If I'd have a girls game last week, it would be the same way. You know, try to talk to them and make sure that they don't do anything silly so they don't have to sit out their sectionals. And um, here's a situation that that I saw. And, again, I don't think it's that complicated. Maybe I'm just overcomplicating it in my mind. But um, a ball deflected in the front court by the defensive player hits the offensive player and then goes into the backcourt. Offensive player goes and picks it up. Is that an over and back violation or is that considered a loose ball at that point? Any team who has the basketball always retains control of it even during a loose ball. So that is still team control. Let's say if White had it in the front court, they make a pass or they're dribbling and the red team knocks it off their leg or hits it and then White hits it still in the front court and goes to the back court, that's a back court violation because White still has control of the basketball. The mere touching of the ball does not change the team control situation. Uh, therefore, you would have a back court violation because White has control in their front court and they are the first to touch it in the front court and then go back in the back court and get it, or they're the last to touch it regardless. Now, if the defense knocks it back there with no one touching it, then obviously they can go back and get it. Uh, and that, that to give you another example, that the 10-second count, while they're throwing the ball around in the back court, the 10-second count's still going on. And the mere fact that the defensive team knocks the ball down still doesn't constitute that that count not continuing and so you you know you had the same type of rule with that you know the mere touching of the basketball does not change team possession i want to commend um some of the officiating that i saw this week because i saw two of the situations i just asked you both were handled precisely how uh how you described it there and um you know sometimes the, the fan manual it, it, it can be or at least can make you think if you're not 100% certain on it. Well, again, you know, it's a matter of who reads the rules and who doesn't. And uh, not everybody in the United States uh, receives a rule book, and so they have to create their own. Uh, That's why I always refer to the fans' manual, or the coaches have to create their own, and it ends up being the the coach's manual. And, uh, you know, I I asked somebody the other day, what page is that on in the coach's manual? They looked at me like, "Uh, you know, are you crazy? Yeah, I am, but you are too for yelling at me. (laughs) You know, Bo, uh, I I, I just got a quick question for you, and like like Ryan was saying, I'm probably – overthinking 
something very simple. You see a lot of uh, uh, blocking fouls that are called directly underneath the basket. Um, and I do know that in the college level, there's a circle that goes around the basket um, that does prevent, uh, uh, that does determine whether it is a blocking foul or it is, uh, it can be called a charge. Does that circle still exist in the high school level here in West Virginia, or is it something that's strictly NCAA? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that because I had a game the other day and the team's best player went up for a shot and the opponent had established the legal position of being there first before the player left the floor, and the player ran over the player, and I called a player control foul, and the coach immediately was saying, too far to the basket. We do not have that rule in high school basketball. Okay, there's no – so I immediately said, that's college rules. I don't have a semicircle out here to go by, number one. Uh, number two, it's not a high school rule. It is a college rule. Too many people get caught up in looking at the college rules and NBA rules and try to throw them into high school, and it's totally different. And they're really a lot different now. There's a lot more different than there has been the last three or four years. So, you know, anytime you see that play, as long as that every player is entitled to that spot on the court, as long as they got there first legally. And when it's block charge, as long as they got there before the offensive player left the floor, they're in legal possession. Okay. Um... I didn't get to talk with our folks in the back on this, and I apologize in advance. It's something we talked about off-air earlier this week. Okay, I understand <laughs> we don't have the video that I was going to mention, but um, I, I do want to ask, and I'll ask about the situation that happened without getting into the teams involved. There was a, a, a game that was a tie game, and uh, clock winding down, and there was a whistle and the buzzer Virtually simultaneously. Mm -hmm. That's a very difficult split-second call to make. I don't know if it was the quote-unquote right call or not, but what is the process when you have a call that is so close to the buzzer? I presume the officials get together and try to figure out if one heard it definitively. Absolutely. You just have to get together and try to figure out the best thing for the game. Uh, and it's not always going to be the best for one or the other. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what we're paid to do. We have to make our decisions, uh, and not everybody's always going to agree with them. Uh, we do not have the whistle packs where the whistle stops the clock. You know, the timekeeper has to stop it and start it. Um, and then the other part of that is, you know, we just have to use our judgment as far as that goes when it comes to that. So we get together, do the best we can, and, you know, move on with the situation. So we have to decide, well, did the whistle, the horn, is it both? Well, if it's both and we have an opportunity to go ahead and play on, we can go ahead and let's do that. And let's just play overtime. Bo Anderson, our resident referee, always a pleasure. Hey, thank you very much. I always enjoy it. Even whenever I'm sitting here, I enjoy it. <laughs> literally our resident referee tonight. Joe, um, this program not possible without some support. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia is made possible in part by financial support from the Dr. Carter G. Woodson Lyceum, the W. Page Pitt School of Journalism and Mass Communications, and, of course, WMUL-FM here at Marshall University. Coming up after the break, we will talk with Wayne High School girls basketball coach Wade Williamson, as well as Craig Dutton of WRRR in St. Mary's. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network.
If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. And don't forget about the Daily Hoops Roundup, part of BasketballNight.com. Every day we recap the day's scores just for you on all the teams throughout West Virginia. We send followers a tweet at midnight with a link to the Daily Hoops Roundup. You can also visit BasketballNight.com and just click on the Daily Hoops Roundup for all the day's scores. We'd like for you to become part of our score reporting crew this week, too. Send us your team scores by Twitter, text, or email, and make that part of our Daily Hoops Roundup. We want you to be part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. On Twitter, follow us at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. You can email scores at basketballnight.com, scores at basketballnight.com. You can send a text with your scores to 304-249-4924. 304-249-4924. Check it out at basketballnight.com. The Daily Hoops Roundup. And, of course, there's many places to listen and watch basketball Friday night. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com. Just click to watch. On Facebook Live, we're on the RSN Sports Facebook page. You can watch us on Facebook Live there. We're also on Periscope, Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. And, of course, statewide, we're on Sudden Links, Network West Virginia. In the Huntington area, we're on Comcast Channel 25. school basketball around the mountain state you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia on the fast break sports network now back to your hosts bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 11 32 on this basketball friday night in west virginia ryan Epling alongside joe linville and bill cornwell back in with us as well do you want to give an update here and um apparently harrison county schools uh, saying that it is remaining in constant contact with the WVSSAC. We have made efforts to uh, speak with the representative of the SSAC about um, that situation. Um, we've been unsuccessful in, in getting them. They've, they've had the state wrestling tournament going on. Yeah, about they're just six blocks, six blocks away. <laughs> yeah, Literally, so, I mean, they could, they could walk down here. Yes, and uh, <laughs> so it's been, they've been busy, and, and we understand that. Um, but they have confirmed that if the girls' sectional basketball game is not played Saturday or Monday between Lincoln and Bridgeport, they would not wow. forfeit moving forward in tournament play. They say they are working to schedule the sectional next week, and uh, so that's where that stands right now. But I guess my concern in this situation, the teachers have pretty much announced that they're going to be out Monday as well. They are out Monday. Yeah, so we'll, s- we'll see yeah. how that all plays out. Let's, let's, we'll get a scoreboard in a moment. We'll also talk to Craig Dutton, WRR, and St. Mary's in a moment as well. But first, let's go to Wade Williamson. He's the head coach of the Wayne Pioneers. The Lady Pioneers winning the Class AA Region 4 Section 1 Championship tonight. 
at Pioneer Gym with a 52-39 victory over Winfield. Coach Williamson, first off, congratulations on winning a sectional championship. A lot, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was a good night for us, so we're, we're all pretty excited around here. And good night for the team, good night for the program, good night for the community as well. That was as well attended of a girls' basketball game as I've ever seen at Wayne High School. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, you know it's been uh, phenomenal the last uh, two games, last two sectional games, and they've been you know very well attended and uh, you know good good uh, atmosphere uh, to play in, and um, you know we're just uh, happy that people are starting to take a little bit of notice of what we're doing, and, and you know they're uh, uh, starting uh, supporting us very well. So we're, we're tickled about that, and I'm very tickled for the community. Uh, you know, it's been um, it's been a long time, you know, since um, maybe we've had this much uh, uh, enthusiasm about our basketball here. So that's that's a really good thing. Your girls twenty three and one. Let's talk about that win tonight over Winfield. That's a that's a very good Winfield team. Uh, ZZ Russell was first team All State as a freshman a year ago, one of the Cardinal Conference's leading scorers. You hold her to four tonight, and uh, that was uh, one of many keys to that victory. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we've we've been able uh, most for most of the year to be able to play good defense, and, and we try to take away, you know, just like everybody else, um, good players on the other team, and 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 I, you know, I think she's hampered by a little bit of an ankle injury. Uh, was earlier in the week. Uh, I mean, she was very still very fast tonight, so. Uh, we were just able to, to uh, you know, keep her a uh, little bit off balance and uh, try to make her take some shots that maybe she's not used to taking and and then just really try to make sure, you know, we keep keep ourselves in between her and the basket because she's really good at getting to the basket. And, uh, and and another thing that's critical about playing them and playing her is is you got to get back on defense, and we were able to do that. So... Wait, this is Bill Cornwell. First off, I want to congratulate you. I know you have worked hard uh, to to make this uh, happen out there at Wayne, and uh, just uh, just really happy for you, Wade. And of course, you're, you're going to be taking on Lincoln County next week, uh, hosting that um, that uh, regional final. Uh, uh, tell us about uh, any uh, activity you've had with Lincoln County, or just thoughts on Lincoln County. Well, you know. I... <laughs> Uh, odd. We played them the first game of the year, and, they, and we have, you know, we, that was the only time we played them this year. And uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I really, I'm, I'm kind of going into it a little blind. I mean, I've kept up with the record, and, you know, teams they played, and and uh, things of that nature. But I haven't really seen them. I, I was lucky enough, I guess, in, right about January, early January, to see them again play uh, somebody. So I haven't seen them recently, and then from what I hear and what I've gathered so far, which is not not real, not very much, uh, that uh, you know they've changed a lot, and they're you know that they're obviously they're playing very well right now, and uh, they have kids that can shoot the basketball, and when you've got kids that can shoot the basketball, you give yourself a chance, and so we know we're going to have to play, you know we'll have to play defense. Uh, and we'll have to be able to take away some things, and, and, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit more, you know, this weekend and try to 
try to see what I can find out out about them a little bit, and and uh, we'll just get a game plan together and move forward. So let's see what we can do. Coaches Joe Linville, uh, congratulations on this successful season. And I did get to see your your Lady Pioneers play over at Scott. Uh, how do you keep them in perspective with this big winning streak, with this successful season, to keep you know keep focused on what they're doing and just keep doing what they have been doing? Well, you know, I think it's always tough, you know, and then it's uh, it gets to that, you know, it gets to a point where it, I mean, it is tough to, to to be on your best game every night and. And uh, but we've been able. I mean, we're old. We got an old team. Uh, you know, these several of the kids have been here for four years, and and then uh, several others have been here three years. So we got an old team, and they they played a lot of basketball. They played a lot of basketball together, and uh, I think they just have a uh, certain mental toughness about it. Um, you know, that that kind of pushes us through. Um, our seniors are, are very, very good leaders, and um, you know, so it just, uh, just probably just a combination of experience and, and age and things of that nature. I don't know that it's anything I do necessarily. It's just their mentality. And Coach Williamson, let's back up to Wednesday because Wednesday was you almost didn't get there. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that's a, a game against Nitro in the regional semifinal or sectional semifinal, excuse me. And uh, Nitro played very well, was very well prepared going into that game. Um, yep. With five minutes or with, with two minutes left, your team was down five, and Nitro had the ball. That, yeah. that that's about as far uh, um, ominous, the yeah, an <laughs> ominous situation. But uh, your team able to make some plays. Ariel Atkins made plays. Whitney Sansom made plays. Haley Wallace made a play. Sarah Hooks made a play. I mean, it's the team, and that's what's been so impressive about this squad all year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it was ominous, and uh, and then we did make plays. I mean, and that that's what you have to do when you're you're on a streak or you're or you're playing at this time of year. You got to make plays, and people are going to come in and play play well, you know. And uh, they did, and I mean, I think they hit six or seven threes in the game, and we weren't able to hit any, so we were, you know down in that stretch a little bit so we were all time seemed like fighting that <laughs> just you know stay hanging the game and 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 with uh, the player you know maddie made some huge huge plays in that game and Ariel made some huge plays and the, and the other two kids that you mentioned three kids you mentioned made huge plays too but you know i think that ariel and maddie you know have been down that road so many times for us and we've lost some games like that for sure over the past three years, that it was just an, you know, it was just it's just been a building experience, and um, you know, I, I felt like they just kind of took us, put us on their back, and and just willed us to win that one. Quite frankly, Maddie Wilcox with uh, thirteen rebounds tonight to go along fourteen points. She had twenty points in the sectional semifinal. Ariel Atkins had twenty five points in the sectional semis, and then tonight. 21 Wayne wins the Section 1 tournament. We'll host Lincoln County next Thursday night for a trip to the AA State Tournament. Wade Williamson, head coach of the Lady Pioneers. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. All right. Again, um, happy night in Wayne uh, for the <laughs> happy Pioneers. Happy night on the set. <laughs> and, you know, well, and, you know, Winfield's a really good team, too. And uh, they do a lot of good things, so can't say enough. Good things about them. Craig Dutton of WRRR in St. Mary's joins us now on the program. Craig, we finally got to you, buddy. 
Sorry, but we're out of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd give a call a little bit later. Uh, I didn't get to see the single A uh, Region 1 Section 2 Tournament Championship. I did get to listen to a good bit of Dave St. Peter and Bill Oxier's call uh, from the night, and it was one half from the one half to the next. Ritchie County uh, showed up, uh, had to play very uh, very physical up against their two young post players in Kendra Pilot, Maddie Winters. Second half, it took a turn for the worst for Ritchie County offensively. They only scored ten off uh, ten points in that entire second half, where Magnolia went on their way to play very physical, dominant. They had a lot of old fashioned three point plays getting the two to go in the paint and then go to the line and make your free throws. And that's what resulted in a 24-point victory tonight for Magnolia. I think it was 58-34 to 34 was the final uh, in that matchup. I got to see Ritchie County t- play Tyler earlier in the week. And honestly, I feel that your Region 1 matchups now make for, make for a pretty good, uh, pretty good matchup. I think Cameron and Magnolia will set up very, uh, very well for a Region 1 uh, matchup on Wednesday night. Rich, you'll have to take the tough bout and have to go to Wheeling Central next Wednesday. Uh, other than that, I think that game in New Martinsville will probably be the biggest one to watch for between Cameron and Magnolia of those two. That should be a fantastic ball game. Again, Magnolia getting the win over Ritchie County tonight, 58-34. And um, so, uh, you know, this is, this is the great time of year, so to speak. And uh, for Magnolia, boy, had to survive in the semifinal of the sectional to defeat St. Mary's 52-51. And, uh, again, we, as we were just talking about, almost didn't get here. Yeah. yeah they, St. Mary's, uh, that surprised me as well. They led basically that entire ball game. Every time we got an update from 93R, I was calling the game on 92.3 WXCR between Tyler and Ritchie. Uh, St. Mary's had a lead as much as eight points throughout most of the evening. And then once we heard it was back within one point at the start of the fourth period, uh, I don't know how Magnolia managed to do it at home, but they, they managed to hold off St. Mary's, a team that was able to stay with them physically, and uh, I think they were able to keep up with them up and down the court when they first played each other back in December. But it was just a much, much different, you know, much, much different situation. I think it's tougher to try to beat that team the second time. And I was proving it for Magnolia tonight. They didn't have much trouble with Ritchie County. Uh, Cameron will bring a whole different element to it. They're going to have one big underneath there to contend with, and then they got a very good uh, array of depth on that team. That's a, that's one thing that's going to be a little bit different. You know, Magnolia sticks to their post players, but they're going to need more involvement from all their guard play if they want to have a chance to try to take down Cameron. Craig, give, give Dave, Dave St. Peter our best. We uh, we unfortunately weren't able to get him um, this, this evening, oh, and we appreciate. Yeah, it. we appreciate. Oh no him. problem. He's he's got the he's got the call tomorrow uh, between Richie and Peyton City in the playing game, the four and five, and our section two tournament will start Tuesday. I'm a little concerned too. You all were talking about Harrison County. Uh, we had our concerns because Magnolia really wanted to move tonight's game to Saturday. I think. Uh, as long as the work stoppage goes on, there's going to be some teams, I think, that really don't want to play Monday through Friday. So we'll just have to wait and see. I'll try to keep you guys updated on Twitter and everything if there should be any of those games moved this week. I greatly appreciate that. That's Craig Dutton, WRRR in St. Mary's. We have to step aside, take our final break when we come back. 
Uh, we'll have our poll question, scoreboard update, cause time, and the greatest little story of how to get to a ball game. A young lady wanted to play in a basketball game, and she took some extreme measures to get there. We'll talk about that when Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia continues on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnights.com. And we've got all the sectional brackets, too. Special thanks to all of our great radio stations carrying Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, including 103.7 Jack FM, WQWN Fisher, The Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM WVLY Moundsville, Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel, Singing News Radio 92.5 FM, WTHMLP Ravenswood Ripley, Knights Radio 91.5 FM, WRSG Middleburn, Talk Radio WRNR Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside, 106.7 FM, 95 The Sports Fox, WBES Charleston, 950 AM, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Hinton. The Greatest Oldies of All Time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for You, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLV in Clay. And Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge. 88.1 FM WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find us statewide on Suddenlink's Network West Virginia and the Huntington region we're on Comcast Channel 25. You can also go to RSN Sports' Facebook page. We're streaming on Facebook Live. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with bill cornwell joe linville and ryan epling 1148 on the program ryan epling bill cornwell with you joe linville is in studio with us tonight marcus constantino is here now we have a lot to do we don't have much time to get there marcus Time for the poll question. Time for the poll question. First, last, last week's question. Should counties be allowed to play and practice during a work stoppage? And I'll apologize to Dr. Bailey. He doesn't like us saying how many people voted, but this has been overwhelming. We had 87%, 104 people vote yes, they should be allowed to play and practice. And 13%, 15 people said no. 119 voters. Uh, uh, definitely a lot of response on uh, last week's poll question. That's been a kind of a hot topic issue in the state. Definitely. And, and uh, still is. And it's showing. <laughs> this week's poll question, should the half circle under the basket be implemented in high school basketball? Yes or no? You can vote at basketballnight.com. That poll will be open until 1145 next Friday night. Thank you very much, Marcus. And uh, 
Let's jump right into this. Bill, we've got weather conditions over the weekend right. that, are, that are not looking good. We've had high water in the area all up and down the Ohio River, and uh, that's created some issues inland a little bit as well. Yeah. Oh, I, well, first I want to get one story. Uh, congratulations and kudos to Rodney Plumley, who is the head boys basketball coach at Lincoln County High School. Huntington High put the word out about a week ago they needed a game. Uh, they lost a game, and uh, they lost the game that was going to be their senior night. And uh, they were desperate enough for a game that they said, heck, we'll uh, go to your place. Well, Lincoln County called them and said, we'll play you, and we'll even give you senior night. So the Huntington High senior night for boys basketball was actually held the other night at Lincoln County High School. And I was told uh, tonight by – uh, Bruce Senior, the athletic director at Huntington High, he said it was a first-class operation. Lincoln County folks did it right. You wouldn't know that those kids were from Huntington because they treated them just like if they were from Lincoln County. So uh, great work, Lincoln County High School, Rodney Plumley, and all the folks down in Hamlin because that's a great thing. Now our other story. It's a Huntington area story as well. Of course, we've been fighting floods uh, throughout the Ohio Valley and around the state because of uh, the past heavy rains. Well, this is someone that really wanted to play some basketball. And this is a young lady from a school that we don't talk a lot about because it is a non-SSAC school. Matter of fact, they're not even in the West Virginia Christian Athletic uh, Organization. Uh, They kind of go their own way. This is Covenant School in Barbersville. And uh, this is a young lady who's a 5'9 sophomore guard named Cassie Vinoy. Now, Cassie lives in the uh, uh, Altizer section of Huntington, which is a little bit isolated. And it was very isolated by the Guyandot River a few days ago, very much so. And there was no way for her to get across by road to practices and games. So what did she do? She kayaked across the Guyandot River from her home in Altizer. If you're watching our video feed, you see it. She is kayaking across the Guyandot River from Altizer to the other side of the Guyandot to play. Again, this is a 5'9 sophomore guard, Cassie Vinoy, um, Covenant School in Barbersville. That is a young lady that wants to play some basketball right there. That is determination. That, I mean, uh, and i got to uh, credit uh, veteran referee Lou Peak and our own Bo Anderson for uh, passing that story along t- uh, to me. Also, uh, they heard it from Tim Stevens, our, our good friend from the Herald Dispatch, and Tim is going to write an article. I know it's going to be a fine one about Cassie Vanoy kayaking to a basketball game. Just happen to have a kayak handy. <laughs> I, mean, I love kayaking, but I, I, I've never kayaked to a basketball game. <laughs> Joe, if you have to kayak to basketball Friday night in West Virginia, that's going to be a long kayak. It's going to be you about better a three start or four day trip. <laughs> you better start now for next week's show. Exactly. <laughs> all right. I uh, do want to let you know for all the scores and all the tournament brackets, go to basketballnight.com. Fred Dameron, Marcus Constantino have worked extensively on gathering all that information. Basketballnight.com has all that information. And you'll never find sectional brackets anywhere else like it's on basketballnight.com. Absolutely. And they've done a tremendous job. We're almost out of show. We've got six minutes left. So an abbreviated cause time is upon us. Let's go to the phones to our good buddy from the Martinsburg Journal, Rick Kozlowski. (laughs) 
<laughs> it certainly seems that way. Rick, welcome to the program. Hey, 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 where, where, where'd Cars go? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he walked out. <laughs> oh, my. I'm too young for this. Hey, guys, how we doing? Uh, we're, we're doing well. How are you tonight? Uh, I guess I'm in a, uh, an, a, a, a unusually silly mood, more so than normal. How's that? Uh, it's been that kind of week. It was a quiet night up there in the panhandle, because, uh, I mean, what in the heck you been doing? Uh, reading wrestling stories. There you go. <laughs> but, I, hey, but I did see a basketball game tonight. Uh, the Mason-Dixon Christian Conference Final Four was held in uh, the, the semifinals were held at uh, the Berkeley 2000 Rec Center. So I got to see Faith Christian out of Martinsburg play a team from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. And uh, it was an entertaining game because, you know, obviously no other basketball is going on. And I wonder how much basketball will go on next week. Yes. Uh, I, I, well, I get a text message from a coach tonight. Uh, and I have to call him when I get off the air here. And he's telling me that uh, as long as the teachers are on strike, uh, he nor his staff are coaching his basketball team. So, you know, I don't know, you know how many other coaches might be. And this is a boys team, so I don't know how many other coaches might be, you know, looking at, looking at things the same way. But uh, you know, interesting, interesting prospects. Uh, obviously, we know what's going on in Harrison County with the girls. But, you know, I guess round two happens with the boys coming up. Uh, and I think I don't think we foresaw the problem in Harrison County, so I don't know that there won't be some issues that we don't foresee in the coming week. So we'll, we'll just, I guess, have to play that by ear. Watch how that all plays out. Just a quick question: Is this coach a program of a successful team or maybe not so successful <laughs> team? Uh, no, they, they're, they're a successful team. Okay. So that that could certainly. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want to say who it is right I now. I understand. Uh, That's fine. So I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but uh, and he told me that there apparently are other coaches in the state who might follow the same uh, you know plan of action, or I guess in this case would be inaction. Inaction. And, and I guess. So I, it's, I was just going to say. I guess the way to put it is that. It's been 28 years since there was a uh, work stoppage slash teacher strike in West Virginia. That one was not all 55 counties. And um, what I can tell you, and and for folks who haven't witnessed it before, there will be harsh words, there will be hard feelings. We'll all get over it eventually. But um, point being that this isn't a pretty thing. This doesn't go smoothly. (laughs) It never does. No, no, and I, I saw it back in uh, 28 years ago uh, because uh, it was going on in this area during the boys' sectional tournament. And at the time, they used to play the games at Shepherd. They used to load that facility up with people. And I, I vividly recall teachers outside picketing at the entrances and then people going into the games and the game's still going on, 
And then, of course, uh, the teachers put their signs down and came in and watched the games, too. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, I guess you, quote, unquote, make your point, and then you go on about your day. Uh, it was it was interesting. I you know I will you know say it that, but I like I said I still have you know, you know pretty vivid memories of, of watching that, and even to the fact that the weather was about was was absolutely gorgeous that when they were out there picketing. Uh, I was going. You, know, you could go. You could go. You could go. You could go without a a long sleeve uh, shirt. I know. I know. Bo didn't like his long sleeve shirt he was wearing today. <laughs> Uh, you, I'll tell you, you just you just never know about people. I'll just put it that way. But um, you know, Rick, uh, appreciate you joining us, and sorry that we don't have more time. But um, he always know. puts an interesting twist on he the does. show. He does. He always makes me think about something that I hadn't even been thinking about at the time, and uh, that, that's why we give. That's why we have cause that's time. Right. Exactly. Right there, Rick. Thanks so much as always, and let's hope we can talk some basketball next week. Absolutely. You guys have a great weekend and a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks again. And then again, that's Rick Kozlowski of the Martinsburg Journal. Before we go, this um, show emanates from Marshall University, from WMUL-FM, um, from the studios of WMUL-FM on the campus of Marshall University. The Marshall University athletic family suffered a tragedy. That's, it didn't happen this week, but it came to a tragic conclusion this week. Larry Aaron, a defensive tackle on the Thundering Hurt football team, he was shot on New Year's Eve in Baltimore. He was paralyzed from that shooting. He then passed away earlier this week um, at the age of 19 from that shooting. And from all accounts, it was from a stray bullet while he was protecting his girlfriend. Shot in the back. Larry Aaron passed away. He at age 19. So keep he and his family in your thoughts. We'll be back with you next week, hopefully to talk basketball. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the Mountain State. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.